Sirius XM. Christmas song. Burr, burr. <clears throat> Good morning, I wondered everybody. who that was. I said, what a beautiful voice. James Cargill, Robin. Well, good morning, everyone. Hmm. Sounds dead in here, doesn't it? Uh, what does that mean? I mean it just <laughs> sounds quiet. Really quiet, open to the show. Well, that's like kind of... No, melancholy. Mellow. mellow. I like <laughs> I'm hearing you crickets. You like melancholy. <laughs> I like I know I like uh I like I like a little high energy in the morning. But um, good morning everybody. How you doing? Uh today we're having a big show. We're going to uh What are we doing today? We oh, we're doing the Howard 100. <gasps> That's right. Yes, the Howard 100. The wait is over. <laughs> it's finally time to reveal the 100 people that made the Howard Stern Show great this year. Hey-o. This is the Howard 100. Hey-o. Yeah, we'll be doing that in just a couple of minutes. Everyone the is talking about it. Anticipation is palpable. Yes. Everyone is talking about the Howard 100. They're like, who's going to make it this year? Who's on the top 100? Who will we don't be even the most? Know who was nominated? There should have been like, oh, here are the some of the categories and who was nominated. Yeah. 
But uh, as usual, I can tell you no Benji on the list. Benji didn't even get mentioned <laughs> at all. Every year, Benji is left out of the Howard 100. We do it every t- every year because people want to know who are the most influential people on the show. I wonder, Bobo, if it'll be you. You know, I was thinking about it. You might end up on the list this year. But that's you like think? Osama bin Laden becoming Time's Man of the Year. <laughs> right. It's going to be controversial that Bobo ends up on the list of who is most important to the show. I think people will be like, oh, this is ridiculous. But, I, you know, why not? That's how you get people talking. That's how you get people talking. There you go. Um, I will tell you the list on the Howard 100 includes artists, icons, pioneers, disruptors, and genital mutilators. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay, Bobo, what's on your mind? Okay. Yes. With, with uh, Ralph having been a staple of this show all these years, I feel that in some way it will change the landscape of the show. And what I mean by that is, you know, Ralph was always waiting in the wings, like he's ready to take action, jump on a phone call, or, or you know, just give his out right spoken opinion as well as to mix it up with staff and whack pack. What do you think? You're gonna make the Howard one hundred Bobo. I really think you are. <laughs> I, uh, think, I think I elect him for the minus one hundred. <laughs> By the way, a lot of people the show suck. <laughs> a lot of people who yeah, well that's a that's a different list. Well wh- honestly, um I don't think people know this little fact. Bobo recently threw out 30 of his questions. In other words, any real fan of the show knows Bobo keeps a, a tablet and books of ideas and questions that he's going to ask on the show. Many of them all written out that he reads. And uh, recently he went through his questions and threw out 30 of his questions. Isn't that right, Bobo? I wonder what he threw right. out. Yeah. What example. happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just started thinking, you know, maybe some days I won't call. Some days I'll just call off the cuff, like, I'll hear what's going on and jump in on it. Right. Well, unless I hear an interview of yours, I'll pull it apart and make a question out of it. That's what I used to do back in the day. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I just have a few left. Yeah. Yeah. So Bobo's really kind of flying without a net. He does not have uh, a lot of questions, but uh, he threw out 30 of them. I think that's the first time he's ever done that. It is. It took a lot for me to do that. And I think, yeah. uh, Are those questions like your children? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that mean, they, they mean a lot. I spent a lot of time in my mind, you know, crafting these <laughs> questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobo. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, Bobo unloading a new question, kind of more of a statement, if you ask me, but the... Right. Bo saying that the landscape of the Howard Stern show will now change with the death of Ralph. It was very written, you know. He didn't spontaneously say that. He wrote every word. But I came from my brain, and I have to write it down, otherwise I forget. You know, uh, all the time. Thank you very much. Right. I've got Boboheimers. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not only stupid, I'm forgetful. Right. Well... Anyway, uh, everybody loves Bobo, and we'll see Bobo. We'll see if you end up on the uh, on the oh, cool. Howard One Hundred. Thank you for that. Mike, you're on the air in Maine. Go ahead, Mike. 
Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, by the way, I don't. I I know I'm not on Bobo's level, but I wondered if there's any way I can make out of a hundred people that I made the show good or great this year. But uh, probably not. Um, you have to wait and see, Mike. You never know. I mean, I religiously, you know, this is my number one obsession in life. So my family's nice and all, but it's more important that I call the Howard Stern show every day. Anyway, um, Howard, I got so fucking emotional, even like listening to the intro to the show um, when they play the very ending of last week's show. I'm hearing you fucking talk about Ralph. And then I go online this weekend and there's a People magazine story about Ralph. And I was so fucking happy because of all the people that want to be known as a celebrity. I think Ralph's one of them. So. Well, uh, uh, yeah, way, I was. One more uh, thing, Howard. They, they said your they said your age in the article. Does that piss you off a little bit? Of course. I don't know why. You know, I've always wondered why in articles. I read the Daily Mail a lot. They always have to say like you know, so and so, and then give the age. Uh, at this point, uh, let's keep that quiet. Let's keep it under wraps <laughs> in case there's any young people out there who feel when, I'm their hero and that when I'm youthful. Should you stop having your age broadcast at what age? Well. <laughs> You know, I'd be able to lie about my age if they didn't broadcast it at all, ever. But now I can't. I'm, I'm trapped in this, uh, you know, this old man image when I'm young and I'm, I'm hip and the kids love me. All right, Mike. Uh, yes. Uh, you point out something important. Ralph, our own Ralph, who, uh, Jesus, dominated the last couple of days of my life. I can't stop thinking about this guy. It's so bad. That I wake up in the morning thinking about Ralph and I go to bed thinking about Ralph and I'm still like, motherfucker died. Good Lord. Why? He, he wasn't feeling well back in April, according to his family. And he did nothing about it. Oh, he, it, he, he didn't have to die. And I'm, it's driving me crazy and I miss the fuck out of him. And he's such a, he was so much fun in my life, and now he's dead. So, yeah, it's been really heavy, and I'm really affected by it. And I uh, I have to say, I had a really somber, depressing weekend. You know, all that existential stuff. Gee, I wish there was a place where Ralph could go and be. And, you know, you know, But, you know, he's just laying in a box somewhere. Well, he's... I don't want to get into all the details. I don't know what his family wants, to, known or not known. But the, the idea is he's dead. And uh, it's driving me crazy. But you bring up People magazine. It was weird. Someone said to me, hey, uh, Norman Lear died the same day Ralph did and, and really, you know, kind of ruined his thunder because he was getting some play in the press, Ralph, which would please him to no end. But oddly enough, there were a couple of broadcasts where they mentioned Ralph before Norman Lear. Wow. <laughs> he would have been amazed at that. And wait, I think I have that here. Let me let me show you what I got. Thanks, Mike. Um, as much as he loved television, to think that he would surpass Norman Lear in the mentions. Wow. Uh, early today, that's the show before the Today Show, mentioned Ralph's passing before Norman My Lear. My dear, dear friend, Ralph. Ralph, of course, who calls into the show all the time. And Ralph, who has been at my side for so many years. 
has died. Probably been friends with Ralph for me. The king of all media is remembering one of his closest friends. On Wednesday, Howard Stern revealed that Ralph Cirilla, his stylist and a frequent guest on the long-running radio show, died at the age of 58 following a fight with a rare form of lymphoma. Stern and his staff spent Wednesday morning commemorating Cirilla, who had first called into the show in 1985. Howard said he and Ralph had a great chemistry and that he came to think of him as his family. I mean, it's the reason why Howard Stern met his wife. Uh, he is. It was a, such a shock. As a longtime listener of the show, we were all shocked to hear that the, that morning. He's the greatest caller in the history of that show yeah. as well. I mean, you can tell right there in his voice, and you've heard many, many aspects and versions of Howard Stern, but when it's that powerful of a loss, you can definitely hear it. It'll be shaking up that whole family oh, for yeah. quite some time. Turning now from radio to television, where the industry is remembering one of its titans and pioneers, NBC's Joe Fryer commemorates the life of Norman Lear. Wow. Way to go, Ralph. You know, that's uh, the most important thing in life, Robin, that when you die, you get what top billing. What order? What order you're that's right. in. Yeah. That's right. That's why way, you live your life the way you do. You have to get that top billing. And it's so great because Ralph's out in his apartment picking his ass and playing with figurines his entire life. <laughs> and Norman Lear created the following shows off the top of my head. All in the family. Um, the Jeffersons. Red Fox show, whatever that. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son, yes. Um, uh, oh my God. I, I good mean, times. Th- good times. Maud. Maud. <laughs> it's unbelievable that Ralph, who played with figurines of Batman and Robin and uh, the various DC and Marvel characters and, uh, you know, you know. Picked out my pants and under and washed my underpants. Beat out Norman Lear. That's a testament to where our country is going. <laughs> to where our country is going. <laughs> uh, so many people, uh, celebrities and fans, all wrote in about Ralph. Ralphie boy got a nice send off. Uh, CNN's Michael Smirkanish. I I'm, I'm embarrassed. I don't really. I'm not a big CNN guy, so I'm probably He's saying a, that wrong. Uh, no, Sparkanish is right, and okay. uh, I I forget what time he's on. Yeah, Michael Smirkanish tweeted. S- Michael Smirkanish tweeted, "Stomach punch." Just heard the news about Ralph Sorella. Loved his radio presence. Soft soul, fabulous laugh. Oh, thank you, Michael, for that. Michael Smirkanish at CNN. Beautiful Tabitha Stevens tweeted. Tabitha, oh. if you remember, uh, porn. I don't know if she's still a porn star, but at one time she was. Tabitha Stevens tweeted, I'm very sad no. to hear about the passing of Ralph. I didn't no. know what no. to say. I'm, I'm, I'm so very sorry for your loss, Howard. May Ralph's beautiful spirit be at peace. Captain Jenks tweeted, my number one favorite Ralph appearance on the show has to be the fight he had with Gary at the private screening of private parts with just the immediate show. <laughs> I never heard Ralph so flustered or Gary so angry at him before. Ralph was radio gold. Yeah, I do. I, I went back and listened to that. That really was In Ralph's something. mind, that screening was for him. Right. He never stops to explain anything. Right. Oh, here's Ralph. Do you understand anything of what Gary said that he found annoying? Yes, I do. All right. Okay, go ahead. There were like two rows taped off. I don't know exactly which row it was. Okay. I said, okay. I said, I'm just waiting for Robin. I go over the the, the velvet ropes. Meanwhile, it's a piece of stupid masking tape. And Gary's it's a joke, you Velvet idiot. ropes. 
So I hop over it, and um, and there's a jacket sitting. Is it I, on the chair? And I moved it over. Did you ask any? Seat. No, you moved it over no, no, three no, no, no. seats. Move did, it over a quarter of an inch. Interrupt me. Move it over a quarter did of an inch. Shut up. No. You shut up. Did you ever well, stop? Let Ralph no, no. Let Ralph use hands. You're saying shut up means that you put those big fucking lips. Oh wait, wait a second. Hey, don't use the f word. I'm so I'm trying. We're making you were making a point, and then you. I guess I'm stupid, Gary, just like you. Yeah. Well, we're both stupid, except I'm here and you're not you. Well, you know what? I'm not here either. There you go. Big fight. <laughs> Captain Jenks is right. That was a great moment. Jimmy Fallon wrote us. Hey, it's Jimmy Fallon. So sorry to hear about Ralph. Jesus, that's sad. Jason Alexander. Fabulous Jason Alexander wrote us. I'm just writing to send all of you my condolences on the passing of Ralph. I just read about it. Please give my sympathy to Howard as well. I've lost some good friends of late, and it's an awful loss. It sure is. Johnny Knoxville wrote in, so sorry to hear about Ralph, so heartbreaking. I send my love to you, Howard, Robin, Fred, and everyone on the show. Sincerely, Knox. Jessica Hahn, gorgeous Jessica Hahn. I wondered if we'd hear from Jessica. There she is. There she is. Jessica Hahn wrote to Gary, I'm so devastated about Ralph's passing. I'm extremely sorry for your loss and the entire show's loss. Famous Danny Zucker. Yes. Danny uh, former, is, was wasn't a, he a former intern? <laughs> he was he was an intern, but uh, he became a big success in Hollywood and 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 yeah. responsible for the uh, show Modern Family. So sorry to hear about Ralph. What a shock! I always appreciate his text that he used to send in the early seasons of Modern Family after an episode aired. Gorgeous Jen Sherman, the Peloton instructor, Peloton oh. Jen wrote, "I'm so sorry for your loss, man." Thinking about you and your team with a big heart, big heart symbol. Uh, let me go on. I mean, so many different people. In fact, uh, these are just people who wrote to Gary on my personal email and my personal texts. I got uh, word from so many people. Oh, God, with the interruptions. Who's that? It's Donald Trump. Hi, Donald. Hello there, Howard. You know, Ralphie was a pioneer. He invented using a laser pointer to point out flaws on a woman's body. And when I'm president again, I'll rename the Lincoln Memorial after him. He revolutionized the way we let women know that they are fat. We will carve him into Mount Rushmore. We're going to do that. We are. And he knew when a woman looked like a dog or a pig. He was an honest man, very honest. And by the way, when I'm back, we're going to pull Harriet Tubman from the $20 bill and we're going to remove her for Ralph. That's what well, we're going to be Trump. doing. Mr. President, I want to thank you, first of all, for honoring Ralph. And you're right, Ralph. Early on. He was incredible, truly. Mm -hmm. And he knew, he knew this. A flat-chested girl could never be a 10. He knew that very much. He so. did. He uh, will be missed. You know, uh, Ralph would sit there uh, when he came out of his apartment from doing nothing, and he would come on our show as an expert. And you're right. A lot of people forget this. Ralph had a laser pointer, and he could point out the smallest mole or perhaps an extra long toe. He knew it better than anybody, Howard. He could he could see a an ugly the ugliness of a woman from a mile away. He could find it, and he knows the hippos. They belong in the zoo. He knew that. That's yeah, what I yeah. love about him. That's what I love about Ralph. Oh, so gorgeous. Yeah. Well, if, if your titties you sagged down to your belly, Ralph was there to make it clear. 
Right, right. Ralph was relentless. Even even with men, he would point out if their penis was small, he had that laser pointer. And that laser pointer could cut right through you, couldn't it, Mr. Could Trump? cut right through you. It's like clear at the airport. That's what it was. It was like the when you go in the scanner, it, it's like Ralph, he did it with his laser. He was a floor finder. He had an eye for cellulite, they say. Yeah, he sure did. Wow. Could spot how, a vein on a tit. How nice A vein on a tit, that's what he could do. You know, I know you're in the middle of a million court cases and you're running for president, but for you to remember Ralph and his ability to point out flaws with people. And wasn't it ironic, Mr. President, where Ralph had a snaggle tooth and, you know, and he had a bear. big belly. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he, he needed some work himself, but he, he had some, a way to point out these people. And he, he looked at them. It's like going through a microscope when you looked at Ralph and he had just such an eye for it. Nobody could do it like him. But you know what? Don't be shallow. Don't be shallow, Howard, because despite right. his his appearance and, you know, he worked hard on it. He tried his best. He had a special eye, a special eye, a third eye. He was handsome in his own Quasimodo-ish way. Yeah, you know, uh, King of All Blacks wrote me. He loved how Ralph would bring a woman down a notch with the laser pointer. He, he really, uh, he was, it was Ralph's lightsaber, wasn't it, Mr. President? It was a lightsaber. It was incredible. It was his gift. He had a gift to this earth, and the gift was to notice the smallest blemish, the smallest blemish in a person, and it was incredible how he could do it. He could spot cross-eyed nipples always. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember one show. Yeah, he'd point out a bad boob job for sure. Yeah, I remember one he show. He could point he said, it right out. He could see a lopsided <laughs> nipple. You know, he could do it better than most people could. He saw the pepperonis on the on the chest. He could see those two. By the way, bet. he could see a woman's leg here from two blocks away. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, all right, listen, Mr. President, how nice of you. Uh, and, and thank you for remembering Ralph. I know that's He's a, a great deal. man. He's a great man. We're going to think about him on my trip around. I'm going to a lot of places. And when I go back to Puerto Rico, I'll be thinking about Ralph. I will. Meaty <laughs> vagina lips. He knew it. He knew that. He too. knew. Oh, he, if he saw meaty vagina lips, he could see right through a thin bathing suit and see that camel toe coming a mile away. And That's circlet. right. He saw, he yeah. saw the camel toes. He saw, he saw the he filet saw. mignon under the, under the <laughs> bikini. Right. Under Yuck. the bikini, right. <laughs> Ah, well, what a tribute. You know, what a tribute. It, that, that was a good one. Thank you, Mr. President, so much. Okay. Thank you, Allie. All right. He's Trump, he's Trump. How was he president? I will totally accept the results of this presidential election if I win. He's All right, Trump, he's Trump. How was he president? <laughs> Woo, there you go. What a beautiful tribute. Uh, we heard from uh, Mark Roberge, lead singer of OAR. Sorry for losing, Ralph. I really enjoyed him and loved his laugh. Sending you guys all my love. Steve Weber wrote Gary. You remember Steve Weber. Do you remember Steve Weber, Robin? No. Oh. From Sorry. Wings. Yes, you did. And, I'm Wings. You remember the show many, Wings? And many, many yeah. other shows. Do you guys right. know oh, that's Steve Weber. <laughs> I just heard about Ralph. I like, like Gary hands me, you know, Steve Weber wrote, and I go, uh, hmm. Like, <laughs> no parentheses, Wings, you know. Oh, everyone knows that. brother out. Steve Weber, yes. Wasn't Steve Weber also in the movie Airplane? No? I don't know. Okay, Steve Weber wrote Gary. So. 
I just heard about Ralph, and I want to say how sorry I am, how sad. I hope you don't mind if I send you love. Stay alive, please. Thank you for that, Steve. Yeah, you know, I didn't, um, you know, I, I received so many private emails about Ralph. Let me see if I can pull some up real quick. You know, just the some one of the names. I got that really stood out to me. You know, there were a lot and probably duplicates of yours. But the one you didn't get was the dentist that Ralph recommended to me. And the dentist heard about it and wrote me a text saying he was so sorry to hear about Ralph. Because every time I went to the office, we talked about Ralph. He'd say, how's Ralph doing? You know who uh, wrote me? Superstar Maria Melito. Who, of course, uh, of, course, of yeah. course, everyone knows America's top DJ, Maria Melito. She uh, sent her <laughs> condolences. Of course, I heard from John Stamos. As uh, you know, I, I did mention that. I see here, uh, uh, Jeremiah Bosgang. I know you uh, are yes, a big fan I, of his. Yes, I know that name. Let's see who else. Did I mention Jeremiah Bosgang wrote me? Yeah, you just yes. did. <laughs> what about um what about Maria Melito wrote me? <laughs> did you know that? You didn't even know. Wow, that. what a list. What a list. They wrote you twice. Yeah. No, people did write me a lot, but you know what I'm having trouble uh they well I'm having trouble <laughs> What are you Pat, having trouble doing? I'm having trouble pulling it. Pat um uh Monahan wrote me. You sure you know train? how to work your phone? You open no, no, I have it in two different folders. Like Ralph. in honor of Ralph, I have it scattered all over the place. I see, it's not um, organized, right? David Strosky wrote me. Pat yep, Monahan. Pat Monahan of Train. David Strosky wrote me. Everyone loves David Strosky. Wrote me about Ralphie Boy. That's uh, Beth's brother. I what know you know say? that. Hey, very private. He he's he told me. I'll tell you what he said. It was crazy. No, you know what? I'm not going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see who else. Well, there were a lot of people because oh, John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi, there's oh. a name. Wrote me a beautiful email about uh, Ralphie Boy. Let me see who else I have here because I know you're interested in this. Brandon Reeg. Jimmy Fallon, Melissa Zapin, ah. Dan Foreman. Howard, so sorry to hear Ralph passed away. I know he was crazy, but he was our crazy. Well said, Dan. Yeah, I was going to say, you talk about stories that people could have about Ralph. Dan must have a million of them. Oh, he did. He wrote, he did the impossible with no time or money at the Channel 9 show. Uh, the, the Bob Hope makeup was incredible. That interview never would have been the same without Ralph. Uh, Dan claims that Ralph invented the Jackie the Joke Man impression where he goes, you know, come on, that's funny. Uh, really? That's what he claims. I don't know. Uh, all right. And then he goes on to some personal stuff, which I won't get into. Um, Allie Wentworth wrote me. Famous huh. Allie Wentworth, who yeah. everybody knows and loves. Who else? Well, anyway, a lot of people. Ralph was remembered say? well. He was. 
A lot of fans wrote in, too, not just famous people like um, Captain Jenks. Let me see here. Or, or Michael Smirkanish. You're talking about uh, people said, well, let me hear, let me read a couple of these because people spent time writing into us. I'm absolutely shook that Ralph is gone. I've been a longtime fan and absolutely love Ralph, even though he was a total dick most of the time. How Howard can keep it together is beyond me. Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm having a hard time keeping it together. I've had a really rough weekend. I just cannot shake my sadness and my disbelief. It's really weird when somebody you love dies because, as you know, you just can't wrap your head around it. It's just weird that I'm not going to have the laughter with Ralph that we used to have. And I was thinking about it this weekend with the football on TV. I know Ralph loved to sit in his place and watch football, and he always took out little bets on the, the various teams. And uh, he he enjoyed life, I will tell you that. But I wish he took better care of his health. Jim in Pennsylvania, you're on the air. Hello, sir. Uh, first time caller. Uh, just wanted to tell you after listening to you on Friday or Wednesday, I'm sorry. Uh, I I went out and got health insurance. I've been putting Good. it off for a long, long time, and uh, I I'm calling around today to find a, a primary care doctor and going to get a full checkup. I. Definitely put the Good for in. you. I mean, Ralph. Ralph's problem in life was he uh, unfortunately stuck his head in the sand. And uh, he was refusing to really look into the fact that he was sleeping all day and he was feeling sick. He wanted to blame COVID and this and that, and he didn't look into it. And I got to tell you something. A personal uh, story of mine was for years I worked with Ralph to get health insurance. Like, he didn't even want health insurance. He goes, ah, I don't need I don't need it. Please, if you're a fan of mine, you must have health insurance. You don't know when the shit's going to hit the fan. And imagine you go to a doctor and you don't uh, have health insurance. You're, you're up shit's creek. I don't know what what they do with you. I think you're just you know, fucked. We're, we're always telling people they should have a will. More important even than a will is health insurance. Because that Absolutely. may keep you alive. Yep. Well, anyway. Uh, deal with money. Yes. Listen, nobody likes to shell out money, especially if you're on a limited budget and you've got a certain amount of money saved. And you say, well, where can I save some money? Where, eh, you know what? I'll put it off for a year. But you can't because, number one, it's going to wipe you out financially because you're going to need help. Or you're going to have to pass on getting tests and things. Uh, Ralph did have health insurance, fortunately, but for years I had to beg him because he thought he was ahead of the game because he'd be like, well, hey, another year I didn't really need a doctor and uh, I didn't have to shell out that money. But you must yeah, make see, sure you have health insurance. he won all those years that he didn't yeah. die. Yeah, exactly. But now at 58, he died. So there you go, Jim. I'm so glad to hear you did that. And if Ralph's death means anything, if that uh, forced you to get health insurance, you got to do it. You just, you just got to do it. I called a lot of my personal friends, too, and said, look, I don't want I uh, stop this nonsense of being so strong and ignoring things that are really bothering you and make sure you get checkups and you make sure you get every screening test that you can have to avoid things. Take care of yourself, especially if you're single 
and you don't have somebody nagging you to do it. You have to be your own nudge. Um, I heard from uh, Tony Coburn over the weekend who uh, wrote me because uh, Tony and Ralph used to hang with me back at America's Got Talent. And when I say hang, I mean there were just endless hours. There were endless hours of hanging, yes. Endless hours of hanging backstage with Tony Coburn and Ralph because uh, most of that show you're waiting around to go on. And there was a moment where I guess Tony was uh, fussing over my hair and the producer of the show... Uh, Jason Raff, he was talking to me and I was in some director's chair and Ralph in black and white took a photo of the three of us. And Tony reminded me, she said, Ralph always had a great eye. He took pictures of you guys throughout the thing. And it's true. Ralph would send me these pictures and I went, oh, they're so artistic. They're so well captured. He saw a moment. Uh, Ralph did have a fabulous eye. I, I, he had tremendous artistic Incredible talent. Incredible talent, yeah. And so Tony sent me this picture that, uh, you know, that he had taken. And I thought, ooh, that's that's a real good picture. He had such such talent. So that was really nice to get. Um, Howard, someone wrote me this, and it's a, a good point. I can't believe we lost Ralph before Jeff the Drunk or High Pitch Eric. What a cruel world we live in. Yeah, Ralph was a runner, and he worked out at the gym all the time, tried to eat healthy. And yet, uh, there you go. That's the crazy thing. I was thinking, gee, my mom's still alive and Ralph is gone. If I had said to Ralph, uh, you know, you know, my mother's going to outlive you, he would have, you know, ha, 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 ha. he right. would have been laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, I, I was talking to my buddy. And uh, he said, gee, I wish I had known about Ralph. I would have called in when you guys were doing your tribute. I said, what would you have said? And he said to me, I would have called in and said, I think Ralph is gay. And I said, that is the most brilliant comment I have ever heard. Because that was really the essence of Ralph on the show. The speculation, was Ralph gay? Or was he straight? Or was he bi? And even in death. You know, fans are writing. George Takei wrote, my condolences to the Sorellas as well as Howard and the entire Stern family. Ralph Sorella was a supportive and wonderful member of our community. He will be missed. So I think George believes Ralph was gay. We don't know and, how many communities, though, that George could be welcoming him into. People are so frustrated. They're even writing <laughs> songs. They're writing songs about Ralph and whether he was gay or not in his dad. We're sick and tired of wondering whether Ralph was straight or if he swung the other way. All we want is the truth. How would give us some truth? Who knows? You know? God damn it, Howard, I know you know. This is worse than being shot. Like Liberace, Ralph took that secret to the grave. No one ever really knew why Liberace. Liberace. That's right. Liberace never married. Never <laughs> married. Ralph never married. Uh, so many songs are coming in about whether Ralph was gay or not. Was Ralph Sorella in the closet? No. Get out. Did vagina make him vomit? <laughs> if he saw his back, would he rob him? Yeah, yeah, right. That's all I'm going to say. No, there's so many songs. I know what Ralph was about sexually, and that'll always go to the grave with me. 
Was Ralph Sorella gay? I would please won't you tell us Please don't take it to your grave Ralph liked to blow guys Was he gay by or straight? With girls or with gay men? Was Ralph Sorella gay? Everyone is always consumed with whether Ralph is gay or not. Ralph, are you yeah. straight? Yeah, can't All you right. tell? <laughs> well, uh, mystery for the ages. I can't believe uh, John, that's what people are thinking about. You know, like, no. who cares? People want to know. People care. Well, people care. Well, listen, I, the only thing I can tell you is Ralph was always looking for the right girl. Always. He was always looking for the right everything. Right job, right girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Health insurance, everything. He's always looking for the right thing. Uh, Josh, you're on the air. Go ahead in New York. Josh. Everyone loves Josh. Hey, now. Hey, now. I just want to start off by offering my condolences to you on Ralph. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. Uh time caller, a long-time listener. I appreciate you taking the call. I just wanted to ask you, how close were you to canceling Wednesday's show or postponing it at least? Oh, no. I uh, I never thought about canceling the show. I thought about, gee, what I might say about Ralph. And, and I wanted to break the news to those in the audience who hadn't uh, heard about it. So, uh, you know, even though uh, many people had started uh, tweeting and talking about Ralph, I felt uh, it was appropriate for me to come on, and I didn't uh, consider canceling the show. I I wanted to make sure I I said something, and uh, but I'll tell you what, at that point it was all just sort of shocking and new. When it really hit me that Ralph was gone was this weekend. I I was sitting around, and that, I usually would call Ralph on a weekend and maybe say hello or uh, what's going on, or Ralph would uh, shoot me a text about what was on TV for the weekend and what football games were happening. So that's when I really, it really hit me. Uh, Wednesday was more like, gee, want to hear something shocking? Ralph's gone. I don't even know that I fully appreciated the impact that would have on my life. And and, and my wife's pretty shook up too. You know, we love, we both love Ralph very much. So yeah, that's, that's it. Go ahead, Steve in North Carolina. Hey now. Hey now. Uh, Howard, I just w- I wanted to check in on, uh, look, enough about you, right? I want to see how Chris Wilding's doing and if, if he ever regretted not really reconciling with Ralph. Yeah, Chris was pretty shook up. I know that. He was crying a lot um, because I think he does feel bad. Oh, there's Chris. He can tell you himself. How are you feeling, Chris? Yeah, I feel, um, well, I said on the air, I, I, I felt terrible about not, um, reconciling with Ralph. I didn't know he was sick. I didn't know he was in that kind of pain. Ralph and I fought all the time. I mean, all the time. I was listening back to old clips, like back in 2017, and we were fighting, and we always made up. And Ralph just seemed like a guy who was going to be around into his 90s yelling at, you know, high school kids outside his front porch. He just never seemed like a guy who wasn't going to be in my life so i have deep regret and i'm like you howard this whole weekend was just um wednesday was a shock tuesday was you know a blur and then this weekend was just i had a lot of trouble sleeping and just was thinking about him and so much of my life in this city jersey city and and my apartment and all of it just relates to him and brings me back to him i'm, I'm gonna miss him terribly Chris, did you did you ever get closer to to reconciling with Ralph? I mean, I know last time you guys were talking about couples therapy and all, but 
I mean, did you ever get any closer to reconciling with him at all? The last time we spoke um, was on the air, and uh, I have deep, deep, deep regret. Um, but you come on the air and you try to mix it up and have fun. You don't think there's a finality to it. It's everything's a little larger than life. And obviously, if I could do things differently, I, I would. And I'll think about that for a long, long time. Is that what's yeah, tearing you up inside? The fact that you guys uh, were fighting? That's uh, probably really shitty, right? What really tore me up was when you talked about the final conversation you had with him. And I would never want a friend to think that someone wasn't there for them. Um, and the idea that, you know, I could have maybe hopped on the phone or, or gone to see him at the hospital or just done something to make his final kind of days a little brighter. Um, that really... It still tears me up. Yeah, it's, it tears me up a lot. Um, and that he didn't think well, maybe I was there for him in that way or would have been there for him in that way. And uh, um, that's just not true. I, I, No matter how angry I was with Ralph, um, I, I loved him very much and, and never wanted, would, would, never would have wanted him to think he was alone like that. On a sidebar, well, uh, Chris. Call, Chris. Yeah, thank I'm you, Steve. On a sidebar, Chris, uh, actually, uh, you got COVID, huh? For the first time. Yeah. It's been a one, what? uh, been a real one, two punch. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was on my way to the office Thursday and I just was feeling like a guy who'd been crying a lot and, um, actually got on the train and I was halfway to the office and I said, something's not right. And I thought it was just a mental thing. And I, uh, I went home and I did a COVID test just kind of by habit. And I was shocked. It was, uh, very, very positive, a very red line. So, um, to anyone that was around me Wednesday, hugging me like mm -hmm. poor Fred, please, uh, monitor for symptoms. It's pretty yeah. mild though, right? You didn't, you didn't get a bad case. I didn't fuck around. I, um, I went on the Paxlovid right away and I'm actually Good. already testing negative. I have zero symptoms. So that was. It was almost, I want to say, a pleasant distraction from uh, the Ralph stuff. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that Paxlovid is great. You know, also, I know a couple of people who are in close proximity with you, and they didn't even get it. And, uh, again, they were all uh, with the latest vaccination. And sometimes that actually does even, you know, dampen your uh, even getting it. So, uh, fantastic. Good for you. And uh, the Paxlovid yeah. works. That's well, what I would dimes. do. I mean, if you want a sign that Ralph is you know, fuck, fucking with people from beyond the grave, I think the fact that I got COVID uh, might be a sign from Ralph. <laughs> uh, if it makes you feel any better, Sal is saying he uh, co he he contacted Ralph and the Beyond, and Ralph uh, forgives you for any. Uh, really you, don't. Did, I don't. Did you like hear that. about this? Did you hear that? <laughs> I don't. It's I. It, I he it had really, the nerve uh, to say that. It's, uh, Sal, I, it feels a little shady, Sal. Sal had the nerve to be naked on uh, Wednesday's show, so he certainly has the nerve to say that. In fact, uh, <laughs> you got to go on the app. We got a. Uh, uh, we just uh, we we were a little late with it, but we're putting up uh, Sal and Richard sixty nineing each other on Wednesday's show. It's fabulous, Sal. What do you, can you tell us about Ralph? You've been in touch with him, and he mentioned Chris well, Wilding. No, I just got a. John Blitt actually reached out to me and he said that Chris is so upset when you, I intend to eventually read Ralph for you, Howard. Uh, that's going to be my Thank birthday you. gift to you. Thank you. And wow, you're very Howard, welcome. What are you, Thank you, you going to wait yeah. that long? Wow. <laughs> Priceless. So anyway, uh, so John said, by the way, are you feeling anything? We feel terrible for Chris. Could Chris be at the reading? And I said, whatever signs come to me, come to me. It all depends on the process. If Ralph has something to say to Chris, he will, but I could tell you this ralph does indeed forgive chris 
Um, wow. That's what I got. Now, on the day of Wednesday, on Wednesday, Howard, when we when we discussed Ralph, Ralph called me up. I, I told you this. We spoke about dimes for quite a while. Ralph said, I kept finding, I keep finding these dimes and something is going on in my life. Now that I look back, it might have been, uh, unfortunately, his lymphoma. So... After the show Wednesday, Rich, you mean the lymphoma. His lymphoma was sending him dimes. No, 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 no. That's helpful. No, no. The stress. There's some, when you when you have something stressful going on, the dimes give you some reassurance. Right. Thank you, Sal. All right, you're Hold crazy. On. So wait, we went, we went, we went to see the tree after the show, and right in front of the Rockefeller Center tree, right in the center there. By itself was a beautiful shiny dime right there, and Richard was there to confirm it. So I spoke right, but, about but, the but, dimes. But Sal, please, yes. just so Chris knows, you've spoken with Ralph, and Ralph has said from beyond he is not upset with Chris. Is that correct? I yeah. Well, I know that for a fact. That goes for anybody on the other side. But you could be rest assured, Chris, that Ralph really appreciates Wait you. Wait a second. The now your story is getting you're getting confusing. You're equivocating. I'm Did you speak yes, to Ralph, Ralph or not? I didn't speak. No, it was just a feeling. If John Blit asked me, I feel bad for Chris, and I said, "Well, Ralph forgives him." That's what came to me immediately. That's the feeling I so got. So how do you I, know that you spoke to Ralph? Well, I did envision <laughs> Ralph. Um, yes. and I don't, I don't want to bring it up yet, but there was something that he gave me because I know we know all about the, the Star Trek dolls and all that other stuff. And, you know, you have quite a history with Ralph and he showed me an image of himself that I can't explain, but maybe you can. But it, I think it was his way of confirming it was him. It was, he was wearing like a very white, fluffy, Shirt. I would compare mm. it to like something a, a pirate would wear. Right, okay, yeah, but when you say that, Chris, I'm just trying to help Chris here th with uh, Ralph in the afterlife. I believe Ralph has already contacted you at this early time. He knew to come to you, and he says he forgives Chris. That's what Chris is uh, looking for right now. Absolutely. Yes, Ralph, Chris, you can be rest assured that Ralph certainly forgives you. But he wore this puffy shirt. It was like that Seinfeld puffy shirt. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know okay. what that means. That's all I got for now, but I'm going to, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to work with Scott Schmarin on this and I'm going to give a great, great reading for everybody who needs it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Looney. <laughs> I mean, uh, Sal. <laughs> I'm the perfect idiot. <laughs> it's a perfect. Wow. Wow. Why do I feel dirty? <laughs> I could communicate and talk to other forms of energy without talking. All right. Massimo, you're on the air. Go ahead. He found at Rockefeller Center. Yes, Massimo. How can you get, take this guy south seriously? This guy's like the biggest freaking chooch on the face of this fucking earth. He's sitting there saying he could talk to people in the dead and all this shit. This guy's freaking high. How can we take this guy seriously? And first of all, this guy's the fakest Italian on the face of this freaking planet. He's just a ball licker. That's all he is. What do you mean he's a fake Italian? He's a fake Italian. Comes on this show, claims to be all this Italian stuff, but he, he's, he's a chooch. The way he speaks, the way he does stuff, uh, he, <laughs> he just rubs me the wrong way. You know, I'd, yeah, rather, well... I'd, rather listen to, I'd rather listen to medicated Pete 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, all right. Uh, Massimo making the claim. Massimo's a real Italian, and he claims Sal is a fake Italian. He's just a, a chooch, right? Yeah, uh, beyond the chooch. You know, this guy, I think, wow. you know, honestly, he comes on this show over here. He's like, he 
I think he just wants to impress you. But this guy's like he's like a he's like a fake stock bro. This stock broker. He's a true. He's he's a, he's a low life. He's a fake Italian. I mean, this guy doesn't know the first thing about being Italian. And this guy's claiming right. to be like Padre Pio. He's like over there claiming to be Padre Pio now. You want to go head to head on Italian? Hey, hey, Paisan, you want to go head to head on who's who's a better? Come on. Put your money where your mouth is. If you're a real Italian, you would have pride in your Italian heritage, and you would go head-to-head with me and prove what type of Italian you are. You destined to mingle your bets to the merda. Sfacime to say. Oh, Tu madre era una pezza di merda puttana, anche tu padre, su che mi minghi, testa di minghi che sei. How about that one? Ma se si cala buona, da dentro il culo, buona, è una zoccola, tu madre. You know what he just said, Howard? What did he say? He says he loves it up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, you, Sal. Let Thank you, Massimo. Yeah, yes, Massimo. Get we'll give you the You're a disgrace to the Italians. Get out of here. <laughs> you could go screw you're a fake Italian trying to be something on the Howard Stern show. You're a right. loser. Go back to fucking doing, not even stockbroking. Go be a fucking, go, go stock fucking shells at Walmart, you fucking idiot. I'll stop right, my balls on your face, you prick. Go fuck yourself. Your sister's ass. Go lick somebody oh, else's geez. balls. You're freaking chooch. Anyway, Sal, by the way, Sal Howard, Rose. I'm really sorry about Take Thank you, Massimo. This guy's a chooch. Massimo, uh, Sal grows tomatoes, though, so that's... Uh, <laughs> you should know that. All right. Thank you, Massimo. This is like a, it was like a scene from The Slow Godfather, a new movie I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, those two boys were arguing in Klingon, that, in fact, lest anyone think that was Italian. There you go. Wow. Well, who's the real Italian, Massimo or Sal? I think Massimo. Well, how do you fake being Italian? Well, there are a lot of people. Look at Ronnie. Ronnie fakes being Italian every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's who's real and who's fake. Hey, listen, uh, don't worry. I'm going to get to the Howard 100 uh, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, people want to seem to, you know, they, uh, me included, want to talk a little bit more about Ralphie Boy. It still stings, still hurts. And so, uh, you know, I thought of something over the weekend. I talked about Ralph every day this weekend. And uh, there was a time we were out in L.A. and I got a chance to go see some of the work they were doing on the soundtrack for the last Star Wars movie. Mm. And I went to Ralph and I said, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go watch John Williams build the soundtrack for the last Star Wars movie. And he was like, oh, my God. I said, you want to go with me? He goes, absolutely. And then I told him what time I was going. And he was like, I have to do something with Howard. I can't go. Oh, so what a professional you know to the end. how much he loved you and would never disappoint you. He turned down an opportunity to be around the set of Star Wars and hear John Williams do his work on the on the soundtrack. All right, a professional to the end. Uh, let's wow. let a couple more people say a few words and then we're going to move on because I do have to get to the Howard 100. Oh. Be a big shoe, really big shoe to you. 
Mindy, you're on the air in Texas. Go ahead. Good morning, Howard. I will make this quick. I'm excited to hear the Howard 100. Wanted to offer my sincerest condolences to all you guys, Robin, Beth, and the whole Sorella family. And also just to let you know how much it meant to hear it from you on Wednesday. I didn't know anything about it. I thought it was a bit. And I got in the car and I had to pull over. I called you guys Friday. I was on a hold. I'm kind of glad I didn't get through because I was kind of a mess. But you guys are family. Y'all ride to work with me every day. And I'm just so sorry for your loss. I'm going to miss his laugh. And I love you guys. Yes, very nicely said, Mindy. And uh, I am really wrecked over it. And I appreciate people talking to me about it and uh, and writing me. And it was very, very beautiful to hear from so many people. Marianne from Brooklyn, go ahead. Howard, uh, all weekend was Ralph. All weekend I cried. Right. All weekend I looked at pictures. I thought of you and everything. And uh, a couple of things I was thinking about that uh, I was one. First of all, how with the insurance? I hate when people say Jeff and and. and um, Jeff and Eric, you know why? Because unfortunately, middle class people like Ralph and me aren't able to get Medicaid. And then when you go pay insurance, it's extremely expensive. And now, how it's some yes. very good doctors aren't even taking our health insurance. So we, we're we, it's you true. Know, people are There's a big crisis. Very big, hard. big right. crisis. Very big big crisis. crisis. And um, uh, I, I was wondering why is everyone? Ralph loved to look at every single woman. Howard, he had Google eyes. He looked at AGT. He looked yes. hot in the street why are people still saying that he's gay he's not gay he and even if he exactly. wasn't he, gay, but he didn't right. say it. ralph was so honest howard that if he was gay he would say it so Absolutely. why are people shouting what, what ralph would say i don't understand that all right there's marion from brooklyn who does not understand why you're saying that robin okay there you go okay. i saw a beautiful picture of uh marianne and ralph i think on instagram uh where they were just Hugging each other and looking at the camera and smiling. There were so go. many wonderful pictures of Ralph that were circulating this weekend. Yes. Chad, go ahead. Hey, now. Jesus hey now. Christ, how do I follow Marianne from Brooklyn? Right. I mean, come on. So I'm an atheist. You know, I don't believe in God or anything. And I definitely don't believe in him now because how are people like Bobo and Donald Trump alive and Ralph's gone? You know, and uh, my wife and I, we travel a lot, take road trips, and we just listen to you the whole time. And Ralph is her favorite person uh, on the show. And uh, I don't know, we're going to really miss him and uh, miss him on our road trips. And um, there you go, Chad. You said it all. Chad from Michigan, missing Ralph. Thank you, Chad. Kevin, go ahead. Hey, Howard. First, I just want to give my condolences, man. Um, that I'm so sorry to hear the loss of Ralph. And, yeah. you know, any loss, Chad just on the phone said he was an atheist. Well, I'm going to let you know I'm a Christian, and I know that you're going to see Ralph again. And even though you say you're not, I just want you to know in your heart that I'm praying for you, and I think you will. And also, Sal is full of shit. I'm the one who put that dime in front of the tree. okay there you go kevin says there is an afterlife he is a christian and he knows we'll be seeing ralph again so there you go reunited i like that fair i mean i was gonna say that fairy tale but you know what it is in a way but i hope he's right i hope my man is right there in tennessee i i truly do 
Uh, we have no proof of that. That's the problem. So we got to take it on faith. That, that well, we're all going to see each who other. Who is Ralph with in heaven? That's the problem. Heaven's a very tricky place because they go, when you die, you're back uh, with your ones that you love. But I, somehow they keep the people you hate away from you. Uh, the heaven sounds perfect. I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> uh, coming up, the Howard 100. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone. 100. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Everyone is excited about it. I do want to mention a couple other things aside from Ralph because, uh, well, this kind of plays into the Ralph thing. Uh, we lightened up the morning on Wednesday with Richard and Sal performing the Carol of the Balls. The Carol of the Balls. The Carol of the Balls. <laughs> it was a breath of fresh air for everyone except Sal and Richard. Howard, oh my God, this is the greatest bit and oddly the perfect palate cleanser. After eulogizing Ralph, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is exactly what we needed after the news about Ralph. Thank God I work from home. I'm sitting here dry heaving, but can't turn it off. These two farm animals actually, <laughs> uh, that might be cruel to say about farm animals. They did look like farm animals. I, I really want to recommend to my audience the app, the Sirius XM app. It's, uh, you know, it comes with your, uh, subscription and, uh, you know, there's this moment that we had created on Wednesday out of our sadness that Sal and Richard lighten the mood. They're fully naked, and you go in there and you watch them 69ing, and it's going to bring a chuckle. I was showing it to my wife. She could not believe it. So uh, men, women, everyone's going to love seeing the carol of the balls with these two just standing there naked and then uh, not washing their assholes. The, the, the smell, the whole thing was just wild, and it's up on the app. So when you go to the app, I don't know why. I don't even think you have to search much. Just go to the Howard 100 uh, display, and I think it's going to be prominently displayed up there. One of the first things that you see. I hope I have that right. And also, and oh, 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 hey, it's Dice. Hey, Dice Man, how are you? Hey, good morning. You know, I want to talk about Ralph and his sexuality. You know, gay, straight, who gives a fucking shit? The guy was out there fucking, right? I mean, right, I don't right. care if he was pounding mound or slobbing knob. The important thing, he was out there shooting goo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got the goo out of his system. I'll tell you that. My boy really did get the goo out. I don't know with who. Shooting goo is the most important thing. Yeah, Robin, Robin, right. It's the barometer <laughs> of life, you know? I mean, there's Ralphie Cakes, right? Sure, he may have died with a hand solo action figure in his rectum, but he lived <laughs> the life, you see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ralphie had so many of these figurines. His whole apartment was covered in figurines. I tell you, Dice, it was unbelievable. I hope. One of those figurines weren't in his rectum. I really hope. Well, you know, maybe it was one of them bisexuals. You know, I don't care. You know, any good right. team's got to have somebody who can bat switch, right? I mean, right. a genital is a genital. A hole is a hole. Right, right, right. Dice Man, of course, you love the ladies. I know that. And you love to fuck, right? You love. What's your favorite uh, this position? This day what? and age, I'll take anything I can get. I got so much Poon under my belt all these years. I'll, I'll do whatever, you know. Farm animals, Richard and <laughs> Sal doing their Christmas spectacular. I don't fucking care. Come on, it's Christmas. Guys, when you were playing Madison Square Garden and you were in, you know, I mean, your prime. I mean, oh, my God, I can only imagine the poon tang you got, huh? I was a line around the block, just chicks ready to fucking suck out the dice's 
DNA right out of his prick. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I can only imagine. Boy, I bet you got a book and you were just about fucking, right? I mean, I was awash in a sea of pussy juice. I needed a fucking canoe. Wow. A pussy juice canoe. Yeah, it was like getting swept up in a cunt juice tsunami. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you had a cunt juice tsunami? And you yeah. went for it, man, huh? You really did. Got a that canoe I did. and, and I'm, I'm, I'm still paddling. I'm still paddling, Howard. Nothing's uh, stopping the dice, man. All right, dice. Thank you for the beautiful comment about Ralph. I appreciate you being so loving. There's, there's the dice, man. Right. <laughs> Anytime. The funny guy. Anyway, people love the carol of the balls. Uh, this is traumatizing just to listen to. I wanted to vomit just hearing the audio of Sal and Richard 69ing each other. No way I can handle the visual. Oh, you can handle it. You can handle it. You know what I was trying to figure out? I was, you know, because there was a lot of reaction to what they were smelling while they were trying mm. to sing. Right. And I couldn't decide who smelled worse, who was getting it worse. I don't know. I watched the video. You haven't seen it yet. Uh, the actual replay where you can study it. But yeah. uh, the thought when Richard is on top of Sal and there's like balls and hair and <laughs> penis and then the ass smell like he he I saw what Richard was doing. He purposely spread his cheeks wide yeah. so that the stink would come out of his asshole and right onto Sal's face. I mean, Sal, I never saw Sal so ill or unable to go through with a bit. Gary had Gary was in the room with them uh, close up. What did you see? OK, this is what I can tell you when when Richard there was definitely an odor emanating from Richard, right? Right. Now, I right. wasn't right on Sal's cock cheese, but Richard, just by being in the room, had an odor that had wow. to have been a hundred times worse when your nose was in his ass crack. Wow. That's crazy that everybody was, can was, smell Richard. I'm still traumatized by it, Howard. <laughs> Sal, it really reeked, right? Because Richard went out of his way not to wash his ass. The only way I describe it, too, is it was like being in a, in a 3D theater and... You just saw the nasty balls and ass and hair coming at you and you couldn't avoid it. And then the smell on top of it. It's just it's just it's it's, it's indescribable. It really is. Derek, well, Derek, what do you want to say? You were there. Yeah. So, you know, the guys were fully nude, but they had to wear this Velcro mic belt around them. So while they were nude in the green room, Richard couldn't get the belt to connect so he asked me to connect it for him so i had to stand behind him while he was fully nude and clip the belt onto his body and the whiff that i got off of his ass literally made me gag yeah stopped <laughs> you in your tracks <laughs> yes you have once called me the bruce springsteen of october and even in december i'm in the trenches for you doing the hard work yeah, with no, these naked you, men you, you, i hope you made the howard 100 derek for what you did just kind of belting uh, richard <laughs> <laughs> Richard, have you showered yet? Have you showered since the Oh, bit? yeah. I oh, couldn't yeah. even stand my own smell. I had to shower that day. So, um, By the way, yeah. I have bonus tape of these two morons actually getting ready for the bit. It's amazing. These guys are the greatest entertainers that ever lived. Maybe they don't have the highest IQ, but uh, they certainly <laughs> hey, know how to seven, entertain. I'm 117, Howard. That's not That's too true. bad. Uh, anyway, so here is uh, some behind the scenes. These two guys getting ready. 
Uh, here's Derek talking them through taping their microphones to their cock and balls. This is a bonus tape for those of you who enjoy. I would lift your cock up. <laughs> okay, so I'm peeling the medical tape off the roll. And give me a strip of this. I would lift your cock and then I'm tape it below. Tape it backwards like yeah, that. So it yeah, dangles. yeah, yeah. So it dangles. Yep. Okay, man. This is gonna. This mic's gonna be right in my asshole. And it'll look funny. Like there you go. Okay. So like you probably want to go all the way. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. Yeah, put another tape. Yeah, right put there. another tape there. No, it's funny or no? Just, no, no, no because be I want to sound it. good. Okay, you want to sound good. You're gonna be vomiting. <laughs> You're gonna be vomiting. I know. Just looking at you, I'm gonna. I'm really getting sick already. <laughs> I'm, I can't, yeah. I'm proud. By the way, all the plants <laughs> in our office died when Richard was in there. <laughs> So anyway, uh, you know, here is actual tape of after the bit was over. I understand this was torture for the guys. This tape was so strong they had to rip it off their penises and balls oh. and and uh, whoa! Listen to what was, this is for real. This is actual behind the scenes after the bit. I already started. Ah! Ah! Oh, got it. Oh, there's hairs. <laughs> Yuck. Here's yeah. all. Throw this mic away. <laughs> Here's me. Ooh, look at this, Richard. Oh! Holy shit! Oh! Fuck! Fuck! What was going on here, Sal? It sounds horrible. What was going on? It was stuck. It was stuck to the uh, to the foreskin. So when the when the medical tape was coming off, you could see. There's a picture of you trying to rip it off your foreskin. He was stretching that foreskin like a band, a rubber band. It was crazy. Let's get back to the action. Ouch! 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 Ooh! Ouch! Oh! 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 Oh my oh, god! god. Oh, oh, it's like the tongue when it gets stuck to the pole in a Christmas store. Oh, oh. <laughs> He's circumcising himself. I don't know if I get this off. It's like Stretch Armstrong. Oh fuck! Oh, ouch! 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 <laughs> oh wow! Oh, 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 o
Wow. I was, was doing it, the same thing. <laughs> was uh, Mahomes tape doing that, throwing the uh, tantrum? I oh, mean, yeah. Was he, yeah, you could it's hear it video. and everything? Is it? I don't know I about audio. I saw video right. of him like slamming his helmet down, but it just sucks because this play would go down in history as one of the greatest cool Again. trick plays ever, and the refs ruined the fun. Was Taylor yeah. Swift there? Was Taylor yes. Swift there? She yes, was. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Are yeah. fans starting to feel that she shouldn't show up at the game? I know at first they were like, Taylor Swift's got to come to the game. Now what do they think? <laughs> uh, they only, I only saw her once or twice. It's kind of like they're not even making a big deal about it now. Um, you so know, I don't think it affects anything one way or the other. Again, I, I don't have a great memory for football, but when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, it really was on a shitty holding call. Uh, if you remember, remember the, you know, they, they the did Eagles. benefit in this against the Eagles. So you mm -hmm. didn't complain then. So you got to just go. No. With it. That's it. I, hey, I'll admit it. When it works for the Chiefs, I'm happy. But this You're one all ruined. For it. Ruined, yeah, exactly. It just, it, it's hard because, you know, you can't really, when uh, somebody gets a touchdown now in the NFL, you got to wait and see if there's a flag. Like you can't just celebrate and have fun. It's, I don't know. Did you, did you celebrate and we're going crazy? And then when the play was called back, <laughs> did you then go into a depression? I did. I was going nuts because it, the play was so cool. Like Kelsey catches it and then he throws it to Kadarius Tony and Tony runs in for a touchdown. It was like a beautiful football play. And then you see the flag and you're like, in no, other words, that happening. sounds to me like a million to one odds of a play like that working. Yeah, too many variables. Well, it's yet a it known won. play, Howard. It's called a flea yeah. flicker. No, I know, but how many guys can pull that? How, you know, especially under pressure, it's hard, right? You don't see it a lot. You don't see that, no. Howard. Can, can I just say something? This one was even different than a flea flicker because really, the pass was to Kelsey. This was not a design play, and Kelsey, out of the corner of his eye, saw a guy open and threw it behind him, and that guy went in for a touchdown. But it was not a design play. Huh. Uh, Gary, as long as I got you here, the Jets won yesterday, which is remarkable. They had well, lost five games in a playing? row. Um, playing Houston. Zach Wilson had a good game. Now, what is this? Are the fans starting to say, hey, the guy just needs time to develop or no one's cutting him a break? So I watched football. I went to watch it with my friends yesterday. I went out to Long Island. I watched it. My friends are like, man, you have, you can't say anything good about Zach Wilson. I'm like, you're right. So I'm like, Zach Wilson was great yesterday when nothing counted. They're out. They're out of the playoffs. Now he's fucking great. Where was that guy the last five games when you needed him? He had a decent game. You know, they're talking about what a great game he had yesterday. He had a, a pretty good game. But, like, put six of those together, and then I'm impressed. Right. All right. So, in other words, oh. you're still anti-Zach Wilson. Well, we got no choice till the end of the season. You know, it would be just like the Jets for them to win out and then not make the playoffs and get the worst draft pick possible. That's just very just. <laughs> well, That's Howard, uh, the one thing you can say is that uh, Taylor Swift was wearing some kind of retro jersey, and yes. it sold out because she was wearing that jersey. Wow. Wow. What, what is the uh, popular opinion? Is Taylor Swift going to marry Travis Kelsey, I mean, if I'm Travis Kelsey, I've already asked her to marry me. I mean, I, this guy must be on cloud nine. He is, uh, <laughs> you know, he is now, I, I see they even call him a fashion no, I, icon. He wears this thing that looks like pajamas. There's some sort of weird sweatpants and all of a sudden it's the greatest thing. In other words, this is, it's like Travis Kelsey and uh, mania. I mean, he's more popular than anybody. I say he's got to marry her. 
she's down for it, I believe, unless he does something really stupid. What do you guys think? I think, yeah, I think he marries her. Uh, and, right. you know, the NFL is loving this, too, because they're getting a lot of people watching that normally wouldn't watch. So it's huge for I the think NFL. Even if Travis Kelsey starts to find things like, you know, I don't know if she's the right one for me. I say he's going to ignore it and he's go just going right to go past that. Yeah. And he's just going to say, I got it. I got to do this. Even if we divorce, it's so good for my profile. Even if I put in a couple of years, uh, you know, it's going to be terrific for his well, career he, and his future and everything else. Am I right? He's getting a little older, so he could retire and just travel with her. Like he could be, you know, go on tour with her and have fun. I don't know how many people know this. Last night, Tony Romo accidentally referred to Taylor as Travis's wife. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, that's right. How does he make that mistake? How does he make that mistake? They're carrying on like newlyweds. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everyone's a secret thinking, wedding. <laughs> no, what they have is, you know, nowadays, people shack up like they're married. And in a way, it, I'm a little old-fashioned. You start giving that away too much. You know, well, as a dude need to be married. But in the case of Taylor Swift, doesn't matter. She, this is so, ex if I was in a relationship that exciting where every minute the press is all over it and suddenly even when I put on a shoe, it's the coolest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> as a man, I couldn't, I'd have to marry Taylor Swift. If, you know what I mean? I would have to. Well, I'm thinking about it and I say, if he doesn't marry her, if he breaks her heart, those jerseys are going to be in oh. bonfires oh, yeah. all oh. over the country. In a way, he's got to he's got to stay with her. Yeah, for the he team. Be, yeah, <laughs> this is gonna. I have a whole other thing, Howard. This is all gonna end very, very badly for him and the mm. NFL because Whoa. the second, yeah. the second that those two are together. All those fans that came here and bought his jersey, they are going to turn on him, and they're going to turn on football. Well, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, Taylor Swift's a hell of a catch. Good-looking, talented, rich. Uh, Do you, you know, know you there live is a, a, something a, called Swiftonomics? Because yeah. she's had such an impact on the economy of the right. United States. Right. This isn't Switzerland, where ABBA was their entire GDP. Right. This is the United States, and she's, like, contributing in a way no individual has ever contributed before. But how does a guy not be with that? Now, if for some reason, you know, she catches a whiff of his stinky balls or something, or, <laughs> like, I don't know, he starts to do annoying shit, and she dumps him. He's completely fucked. I mean, you know, he goes back to just being... Not that it was so bad being Travis Kelsey. I mean, the guy, you know, guys had some accomplishments. Yeah, at least he was Travis Kelsey for a little while. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Howard, by the way, on other news, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen is dating, uh, what's her name? Haley Steinfeld. I like her. I think she's hot. Haley Steinfeld. And, uh, you know, not too many people make a big deal about that, but that's who I'll the Chiefs played not yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, she was not at the game yesterday. Taylor Swift comes to the game. Haley Steinfeld does not. I would have loved if they were both there, uh, you know, shooting each other looks. That would have been good. <laughs>
Howard, yeah. before we go, can I just say one thing, tying all this together? I did yeah. get a text uh, regarding Ralph and football. I did get a text late Saturday afternoon. Ralph would have loved this. Uh, a, a note of condolence from the president of the New York Jets, who is a wow. huge fan of the show. Wow. And, um, he's, he said, I wanted to wait a few days. Um, it was a very sweet text, but like, yeah, um, Ralph would have loved hearing the president of the Jets gave a shit about him. What does the president of the Jets make of you, Gary? I mean, you are a loyal fan, but also you're, you're relentlessly brutal to Zach and the team and, uh, you're, you're constantly I, negative. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually constantly positive except for when it gets like this. I think he understands that there's, there's a long legacy of being a Jets fan. There's a lot of disappointment involved in it. And I think when you run an organization like that, you're aware of that. You have to be, you have to feel for your fans. So you can't be dismissive of it. Um, they try their best. They're trying hard. I, listen, no matter what happens this season, I will be back out there next season rooting for the team. And I think they know that. How many Super Bowls have the Jets won? One. I was eight years old. Joe Namath, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Broadway, it's, yeah, like they it. talk about, they talk about teams that Crazy. haven't won the Super Bowl in a long time. But really, if you're a Jets fan, and you're um you're 50 years old you've never seen a, you, you don't know what it means you don't know and i don't even like i remember my dad and my uncles hanging around in the living room the super bowl wasn't even the super bowl yet really it was the first year they called it the super bowl so it didn't have the same meaning that it does now well first of all let me say something to all the yahoos out there who every time a new york team wins they go oh yeah you see it's because it's New York and they have all the money and it's not they fair. They buy their team. They yeah. buy their team and blah, 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 blah. That turns out to be total bullshit. Um, New York has very few good teams. Rangers are good, but other than that, I mean, you know, everyone's fucking biting the bullet, really. I mean, the Giants had a couple of good years, but. And the, I mean, you know, the Giants have been on and off for years and years mm. and years. It's been a while but, for the Giants. It's been a while yeah. for the Jets. It's been a while for the Mets. It's been a while for and the Yankees. The Knicks. It's been a long time for the Knicks and the Nets, the Devils. Should I keep going? <laughs> By the way, uh, I do want to mention this also with your fantasy football league. So JD beat Michael, famous actor Michael Rappaport. JD beat him in fantasy oh, football did. yesterday. Yeah. JD wrote something on social media, which is crazy. You know, because not everyone knows J.D., not everyone knows the rivalry between him and Michael Rappaport. <laughs> yeah, so they don't yesterday, know the history. <laughs> yesterday on Twitter, J.D. writes, quote, sorry, Michael Rappaport, you'll have to find someone else to rape. Uh, <laughs> but it had uh, it had zero context about fantasy football or anything else like that. And J.D., I'm just saying, I mean, yeah, you no, got to give I, a little uh, context. You know? I, I, uh, I got flagged by Instagram. I took down the post. So. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I learned, uh, I learned my lesson there. I, uh, I wasn't I was in the moment. <laughs> so. Oh, you were on wow. Instagram. I thought it was on Twitter. Um, uh, I did that on uh, Instagram. Instagram. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm on yes. Instagram all the time now. I, I still call Twitter Twitter, and I'll never stop calling it Twitter. I don't uh, I don't see I don't see a way out of this uh, X thing. I don't get it. But uh, I'm yeah, on Instagram me. a lot. I, I got a problem with that Instagram, though. It's a personal problem. On my phone, I can read my Instagram. But on my computer... My, I go to my Instagram account and it just says, uh, sorry, there's a problem with this account, unable to read, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's in other words, I can't get on Instagram on my computer, only on my phone. And so, uh, you know, being, uh, 
world famous like I am, I had our people call up Instagram. Now, this is weird. I don't know what kind of organization they run. Maybe they don't give a shit. <laughs> but you call them up. We say, listen, I can't get on. Is there something you can do? Either they don't respond or when they do, they go, well, we can't figure it out. There's no, in other words, they're too busy to get me. But they don't care if I'm on Instagram on my computer. Your tech team can't get you on no, Instagram? No, they, 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 they don't control Instagram, my tech team, despite what you may think. No, I, I thought um, you probably signed in wrong or something. No, no, no. It's there's it's a problem on Instagram's end, but there's uh, nobody there. It seems to me they don't really give a shit whether I'm on there or not. You know, which is uh, they, they must got be super billions successful. of people. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there should be a way to, for them to just go and flick a switch so I can get back on, but they won't. So that's my personal problem. It's it's not a huge deal, but it's a little bit inconvenient. Yeah, Gary. I was going to ask you, you know, again, we were talking last week about when you're older shit, you don't know about technology. I learned something the other day about Instagram that kind of blew my mind. Do you watch the reels, you know, the, the videos yes. up top? Did you know, I learned this by watching uh, Love is Blind on Netflix. Did you know that when you watch somebody's story, they're notified? They know you're yep. looking at their stuff? I did not know that. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I've known that for a while and I still don't believe it. I can't even believe it. They know it. exactly who or just the numbers. Yeah. They know so like it's you. They know it's you. They, like, wow. let's say you're looking at a hot chick or something. Oh. That, that hot chick will be notified. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or somebody yeah. you don't Stern like. looked you over. <laughs> Sometimes well, I and by the way, I, like. I, I watch the reels. I, it's people I don't even know, but if it's, I see a girl in a bikini, I'll look, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah, I why mean, not? uh, well, well, I'm a man. I, I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, what am I? What am I? Abnormal? What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hey, I got to get to the Howard 100. It's a, it's a hundred yes. people. Quack, quack. Who selected the 100? I didn't know anything quack, quack. about, you know, the committees getting together to try oh. to select these things. It's very Big committee. Was I think uh, Fred uh, was the committee. <laughs> quack, quack. quack, quack, Fred. Quack, quack. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Fred, Fred came to life uh, over the death of Ralph. You know, you, you never tell Fred what to do. Fred decides what he does, and uh, he was inspired. And over the weekend, Fred uh, hit me up. He wrote a song about Ralphie Boy, a serious song about Ralphie yeah, Boy. Actually, he... compelled. It was it was a compelling thing. Uh, Gary called me last Tuesday, and just the tone of his voice like shook me up. I didn't sleep well from Tuesday into Wednesday, and I was thinking about Ralph, kind of like what you did, except it's more intense for you because like you were the closest of friends. I mean, the closest yes. you could be. Like, he's like your brother. And uh, well, not only that. Is it the end of the Howard Stern look? You know, Ralph created my look. What do look. you do now? Everything is falling apart. If you see, my scarf isn't even tied properly. <laughs> I mean, who knows how I'll even get dressed. You might see me on a talk show uh, back like what I, I wore in the in the 90s with brown and boots khakis? and khakis <laughs> and, and, uh, pants. and that bad mustache and the short hair. I mean, who knows yeah. what you're going to see? I mean, I'm on my own now. I'm on my own. The boy left me alone and now I uh, have no stylist. Who knows what will happen to me? But um, anyway. What well, I was you've trying, got Beth, so I think she'll hold you together. Uh, very nice of you. Thank you, uh, Fred. Anyway, <laughs> as I said, Fred woke up and decided to write a song about Ralph. You know, Fred is a very talented musician. 
So I was listening to this song. I said, this is a good song. And Fred said, hey, why don't you ask one of your famous buddies if they want to sing this song, which was very magnanimous of Fred. In other words, Fred said, why don't you? Well, I happened to ask Pat Monahan of Train because I thought, man, Pat could take this song to the next level. Fred wrote a beautiful, you know, a beautiful, touching song. In fact, it's almost too, like, it's almost too sappy. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I couldn't. And I, it was just the way it came out. Like when uh, I actually wrote the lyrics while Richard and Sal were buffing each other's asses in oh, the studio wow. pre-show. <laughs> well, I went down to anyway, the conference room and wrote it. Pat Monahan said, well, you know, he didn't know Ralph that well, although he did send me a condolence note saying, I heard your good friend died. But uh, he he's going to tinker with it. It just so happens Pat Monahan is in studio uh, over the weekend and I think today. Oh. And so he said, if it's important to you, I will uh, take a stab at it. So uh, depending on what goes on, Pat might drop by tomorrow with a Ralph song that written by Fred and, and then it's sort of organized by Pat Monahan and Train. So I don't know what's going to come of this, but you might be listening to a tribute song to Ralph, which, let's face it, Nothing better than that, getting a song written about you. Uh, you know, Ralph would and be Fred tickled. And Fred has written some wonderful tribute songs. And I was yes, thinking, he has. And I was thinking even the, the TV people could take, you know, Ralph footage and add it oh, to that. You're already directing the video, huh, no, Fred? Just yeah, making he's, a suggestion. He's all over this. He's producing. Oh, yeah. He's well, writing. Well, Robin, directing. like I said, when Fred, when Fred comes to life, it's a bit, you know, he goes into hibernation. <laughs> he might not, he might not do anything. And oh, then all of a sudden, Pat, boom, Pat. there's a burst of energy. Pat's a good choice too, because he's familiar with yes. songs about uh, tragedy. He wrote Drops of Jupiter, I think, for his yeah. mom. That's right. So I'm predicting this could be the next Drops of Jupiter. Uh, <laughs> between Fred and, uh, and, and Pat Drops Monahan. of Mars. So, there you yeah. Go. Well, I'll tell you what, and and everyone who listens to this show closely knows Fred lights up when someone dies. He loves it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's his that's, inspiration. That's, that's that makes me his, glow all over. That's yeah. his territory. That's when yeah. he gets busy. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Uh, would Ralph laugh at this or be delighted by it? Who knows? But uh, in any case, Fred, thank you for doing that. And we're going to see if Pat Monahan, he might not come up with anything. This he might be, not, you know, it might not work. At least. But, at least he thought about us. Right. So that's great. But Pat said to me, he happens to be in New York, which is rare. And he said to me, if I come up with something, I'll drop by tomorrow and I want to present it to you guys on the air. So there well, you go. Now I've got everything crossed that we see Pat tomorrow. And it could be a big meeting of the new uh, Glimmer Twins, Fred Norris <laughs> and Pat Monahan, doing this collaboration together, which is going to be unbelievable. Well, you, you know, go. Pat's going to be yeah. amazed when he says, uh, you know, what else you got, Fred? <laughs> oh, please. When, when Fred's got a whole bag of tricks in there, he I could write a whole, a whole album right now. I'll, I'll try and not to bore him with that. open the bag? That's the thing. Well, let me tell you. When Fred sees a dead body, he goes right into action. He's like a, fucking he's like a, I, I check the obituaries every day. It's like a musical vampire. He's right <laughs> on it. So there you go. Congratulations, uh, Fred, and yeah. lighting up. Uh, and, and Next week, I'll write a song about Norman Lear. So. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, nobody wants a song. Nobody wants a song from about Norman Fred Lear. because they got to be dead to get it. Yeah, yeah. I know I'll get a song as soon as I drop dead. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah. I told you about the Carol of the Balls is now up on the SiriusXM app. Yeah. 
Um, I want to tell you about Wednesday's show. I'll be in the studio for that. Howard Stern presents Remembering Legends. Remembering, remembering Legends. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. A holiday gift for all our fans. On Wednesday, we celebrate, I, speaking of dead people, iconic musicians who have recently passed away. Oh. And uh, we've we've gotten together with Marin Morris and Charlie Puth and Adam Levine and Dave Matthews, and they've all... Um, agreed to uh, do a little tribute to various people that have died. And I think it's going to be a great musical moment and a great time to remember. And who knows, maybe we'll even have the new Ralph song with Pat Monahan. I mean, uh, now that Fred is the Elton John of our show as he does his own candles in the wind. You know, you know, this is how it goes. Anyway, uh, it is time. Robin, I'm excited. Oh, one other Starting announcement. from the bottom of the list. So the 100th person? It's time for the Howard 100. Howard 100. It's time. And remind me, Robin. Uh, yes, thank you. Robin, remind me after the Howard 100 to tell you about the fact that I'm getting so fat that, uh, which I can't afford to do because now that Ralph is gone, I have to stay with the clothing for the rest of That's my life right. that you Ralph can't got me. Get any more clothes, from no. Ralph? So you have no. to keep wearing these clothes. Well, we've all seen what happens when I buy my own clothes. It ain't fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go into hiding. So now that, you know, Ralph Ralph provided a service to me where he would teach me how to dress and then he would comment. And he would how say to, to me, combine these things and yeah. what to wear with what, all that stuff. And he would say to me, you know, uh, I see you got a haircut. Uh, you need more bangs. You know, like <laughs> things like that. Those kind of comments he would make. So you might see me without bangs. You might see too much nose when you see me in person. Who knows what you'll see. Well, Tony um, is still here. She handles Tony. Hair, Tony right? will be with me on Wednesday. She's going to um, doll me up before the show, uh, before the big musical tribute on Wednesday's show. Big musical tribute, Robin, on Wednesday's show. Howard Stern presents Remembering Legends. Right. And I might dress myself now that Ralph's gone. I might wear assless chaps. Uh, you, you know what? You could go <laughs> crazy, you know, like yeah. go off the reservation. He would never let me wear this or that. And you might choose that. You know what? Uh, I do have enough clothing that could last me the next couple of years while I'm on the radio. So that's good. But if I gain, if I keep gaining weight, it's going to be a problem because I got to be able to get into these clothes. So, uh, yesterday, I decided in addition to taking my walk, I went on the Peloton for the first time. You know, they had this problem with the seats. So it was a perfect chance for me to stop doing Peloton because, you know, I, I could get lazy very easily. Uh, they had defective seat. So then they finally, it took months, but I got the seat back. And now I just, I was out of the habit of going on the bike. Right. And, right. and doing the additional exercise. So. I'm looking down at my belly yesterday and I got on the scale. I've lost one pound since Thanksgiving. I got to lose nine pounds. <laughs> and so, uh, and then I see pictures of myself and I look absolutely gaunt, but I need to fit into my clothes now that Ralph's gone. I can't go up a size. Well, so, did you uh, see Oprah? Your girlfriend, Oprah, was, was thinking about you all weekend. Yeah, I saw her. Yeah. 
Of course. She was in this purple gown for some gala she was hosting. She looks great. Oprah Big Winfrey, titties, Negro nice flat belly. Well, here's the Dead thing. waste. Was it Ozempic or was it uh, she had some willpower? I think it's Ozempic. I don't, I don't know look, the answer. Look, but, both uh, she and Gail have lost weight. I don't I know, know how I know two how. people have the same weight loss. Let me tell you something. That is that is unbelievable. I mean, those two. <laughs> I, I mean, I know Gail works here in New York, but she flies out to L.A. or wherever the hell Oprah lives, and they, they do the same things, and now they're hiking. I don't know what Oprah's done. I, I didn't see any evidence of uh, with her yo-yo dieting of willpower. I have to assume this is an Ozempic thin. Uh, but has she made a statement? Mm, she said it's yo, yo, not yo, yo, yo. Ozempic. That's the she uh, says no. statement she's made. Yeah. Okay, good for her. Good for you. But you saw that. I remember like one time you were talking about those girls from the school being at yeah. Oprah's house. Go for girls you, from you Africa. Go yeah, and, and they were eating all kinds of breads. There was so much food, and Oprah wasn't skimping on anything. No, she's having potatoes. She's having bread. I don't know. It's very weird that Ozempic has been invented, and now suddenly Oprah and Gail, they both got <laughs> a tremendous willpower all of a sudden. I don't know. I, I'm calling bullshit, but again, it's not up to me. I mean, if they say they're not on it, I'll believe they're telling the truth. I find that highly disgusting. Uh, but uh, I preferred when Oprah struggled with her weight because uh, it was something that I could do that she couldn't. And uh yeah, this good for time, her. remember every time she would lose weight, you'd see the chef that she had hired yeah. who kept her on the straight and narrow or the drink she was drinking. This why time, would she, no evidence. Why lose weight now? When she was young, that was the time to lose weight. When she could, you know, fuck guys. And so now she's with Stedman, she's older. Yeah, uh, but Howard, the timing you know off. that, first of all, she had... Was it knee replacement or hip replacement? She had worn knee. out knee. some joints. Knee. I follow up. And Ron a lot that. of times that's due to weight. So you right. need to lose weight at any age so your body can still carry you around. But on Instagram, she's constantly with chefs and recipes and food and exciting. And I don't believe she just did this on cauliflower <laughs> pizza. I'm sorry. I don't. But uh, hey, good she for her. Did. I mean. When they asked her, she said Weight Watchers. Yeah, well, of course, she owns it. Yeah. Anyway, look, I don't know. It's awfully weird that Gail suddenly got willpower. Oprah suddenly got willpower. Everyone suddenly has willpower. So anyway, I went back on Peloton. And uh, I got to admit, I hadn't been on there in so long. I had to go find my password and my username and everything. Like, that's how long I hadn't been on the thing. And I got up there. I did a 20-minute light bike ride. I mean, my pulse wasn't higher than 101 because I got one of those pulse meters. <laughs> don't laugh. It's about as high as I'm going to go because otherwise my really? heart starts beating too fast. Yeah, I'm all oh, fucked up. Wow. But uh at least I was doing something rather than sitting there, you know, Playing people in chess who are way worse than me, so I feel smart. <laughs> I got up off my you got, ass. You got a couple of activities. Yeah, I got at least I was pedaling and, and burning. So it said I burned 190 calories, which I'll take. And you know, it's funny. I order from this place called Dig In, 
and they've got different, uh, you know, foods and stuff. I order a food plate from them sometimes. And like I ordered this uh, chicken kind of uh, sweet potato dish uh-huh. or, or dinner plate whenever I'm, I'm in Manhattan. And I'm looking at the portion and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's pretty skimpy. Meanwhile, it's 895 calories or something like that. Wow. So I'm looking, I'm saying, you know what? My portions have gotten out of control because when I'm eating dinner, I'm woofing down too much food. I've got to cut down on my portions. I'm getting this older. This is what has happened because you were so diligent yeah, about well, portion dinner, control. Breakfast, I eat light. Lunch, I eat almost nothing. Then I sit down at dinner and I go, hey, I'm hungry. And I start wolfing it down. So now, after looking at the portion size that dig in, I go, okay, I'm, I'm only taking one plate for dinner. I'm not taking seconds. Oh, you've been taking seconds. Been taking thirds. Never mind Ooh. seconds. I skip right over seconds to thirds. <laughs> you know, now that Ralphie's gone, I got it. These are going to be my clothes for life. I'm not going to buy new clothes. So I got to stay thin. I got to stay lean. America demands I stay hot. They want it. What, what will women fantasize about? But anyway, so I went on the Peloton and took me a while to get on. I had to find my passcode. Don't ask what was going on. I was fucking tantruming. I'm like, you see, I finally going to do something. And then I, now I like the world is working against me. I almost stormed off and didn't go on. But I found all the passwords and all that shit. I plugged it in and there was my uh, favorite instructor and I got on there. I got two favorites. Anyway, my instructor, I was obsessed, but it kept me on the fucking bike. She was wearing all white and she had camel toe. And I could see her vagina through the outfit. Wow. And I was like, gee, I feel kind of pervy watching, but... I mean, I'm watching the screen, and I'm focused on the camel toe. I could see vagina, beautiful vagina. Well, now you know what you need to keep you going back to Peloton. Yep. I mean, (laughs) I've said it before. I wish the girl, a lot of them wear sexy, like a leotard and bra top, but they're obviously not allowed to show their belly buttons. Like, I would like to see more of their, like, they pull it almost up past the belly button. Like, it's like an old episode of I Dream of Jeannie back in the 60s when you couldn't show belly button on TV. But the camel toe was, I, I got off the bike, I said, I said to my wife, my instructor had camel toe. She was like, well, she probably did that on purpose. I go, yeah! I don't think so. She's a very nice girl. You know what I mean? She's very well behaved. Yeah! Uh, but, well, it's better for you to think that it was not intentional. Like, you're seeing something she yeah. didn't intend for you to see. It was weird. I felt weird, like, looking at it because it's so nice, and she is very good at teaching. And I was like, you know, here she's given me the gift of, you know, she always likes to tell me to straighten out my neck and, you know, put my shoulders down. They're creeping up like earrings, you know, all the things they say. And I'm there perving out on camel toe. Yeah, you can't separate yourself from that curve part of you and just do your bike. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't even know that it was camel toe, but it looked like it to me. You I mean, I know camel toe. You probably saw camel toe, whether it was there or not. I need camel yeah. toe. <laughs> I, I tell you, that, but the, the camel toe was, was pressed up against the seat and everything, and I'm staring at it, and I go, you know, I'm too old to still be this weird. You know, I mean, it's like, but 
there's something more exciting about seeing camel toe through an outfit than actually even watching porn in a weird way. It's just like it seems sure seems, because yeah. that you weren't supposed to see. It's always yeah. the forbidden stuff, you know. She had yeah. these leggings on so that you wouldn't see and you saw yeah. it anyway. But I saw something. Ass streaks. <laughs> exactly. Ass streaks. Anyway, thank God because now I'm I think I'm back into it. I'll do it a couple of times a week now. Because I gotta, I gotta keep, I gotta well, keep. Well, it's thin. more about your diet than it is about the exercise. You know, I'm that. a little crazy at night. I and then lately I've been taking a couple of fistfuls of cashews after dinner because I love cashews. I think the extra cashews, and then I have a little maybe bit of fruit. That'll 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 sock it on enough that I ain't losing weight. No more fruit and nuts for me afterwards. Just better one plate and that's it. And up from dinner, that's it. I went to this restaurant in the city called Well, W-E-L-L. Yeah. It's the most healthy food. But you could eat I a lot of it. Ever eaten. Yeah, but you could eat a lot of it and then you get you put on the weight. No, 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 no. I can't eat a lot of anything. No. So I, you know, I couldn't even finish what I had. There was no bread in this meal. It was just a salad and uh, an omelet without cheese, just m- eggs and mushrooms. And well, I still left half the plate. Well, I'll tell you what, for but me, it was so good. I can't go to bed hungry. I got to be all tanked up. Then I sleep through the night. You know, I got to be tanked up. I got to almost be. I know I'm not tanked up if I'm not blasting off and farting after dinner a lot. <laughs> Anyway, Robin, uh, enough about my belly fat. Well, I'm it's just time. suggesting that you ta- you know check out well and uh, well. All right, I'll see check what it they out. Have. Yeah. Would they give you a free it's meal the way you're beautiful. over there carrying on? No, no, uh, they, no uh, I was there. I was there with wow. somebody else, and we just ate right. and paid and got uh, got out of there. But it was delicious. Well, so I'm so fresh. I'm so wild and out of control. I'm being carefree with these cashews and uh <laughs> yeah it's throwing off my whole plan thank you thank you thank you thank you the howard 100 thank you thank you i gotta get to this already so hyped up the wait is over it's finally time to reveal the 100 people that made the howard stern show great this year all right this Enough. is the howard 100 yes Uh, Enough of the hype. It's time for the Howard 100. This is a list of 100 people who mattered this year for various reasons put together by my staff. In fact, as we go through this list, some of these might be a surprise even to me, and I might disagree with them. But (laughs) nevertheless, it is time for the Howard 100. Mr. Announcer... And now we embark with the Howard 100. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for your host, Howard Stern. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No special mention of Ralphie, or uh, we're we're keeping him out of this. Uh, are we doing one of those uh, retrospectives of who died this year, and Ralph <laughs> yes. will be the star? There you go. Later in the show. All right, let me start here. Coming, in, I'm going to work backwards to number one. Coming in 199. The two people. 199. No, it would yeah. be 
Yes, 100, number 100, and number 99. It's oh, two people. See, I thought you were saying 199. Okay. Robin, two you separate keep, you keep... numbers, 199. Thank you, Thank you. Mr. Announcer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robin, you keep, uh, you keep challenging me on the numbers. We're not going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long fucking list. I'm it's almost confused. too long. It's just, I, I just right. wanted Number, to be clear. That, let Mr. Announcer, just to be clear, what are we doing here? <laughs> we will begin with number 100, and then a different number, 99, will follow. <laughs> Take it away, Howard. Thank sir. you. All right, here we go. The most surprising couple of the year, and it's not Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. It's 99-year-old President Jimmy Carter and Whack Packer Bigfoot. If you remember, Bigfoot had a full-on phone sex with writer Chris Wilding as Jimmy Carter. And uh, in case you forgot... I'm jerking it off. You gonna come on my casket, Bigfoot? Yes, I will. You gonna fuck my corpse after I die? Yeah. Come on my casket, please. We're coming right on top of you. Oh, Mr. Foot, I'm coming too. I'm running out of here. Mr. Bigfoot, thank you for making me come one last time. Anybody there? there you I go. guess he died. That was a great one. Come on, Robin. Numbers 199. All right, let's get through this. Number 98. Believe it or not, it's Eric Andre. Eric Andre for posting nude pictures of himself with Emily Ratajkowski and showing us where he gets the confidence to do the crazy shit he does. The dude had a huge cock. Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Huge cock. Right. See? All right, coming in at number 97 and 96, two separate numbers. Whack Packer, Medicated Pete, and caller Megan the Swinger. Do you remember oh, this? okay. All right, Pete's on the list because he has a huge dong. Megan's on the list for banging Medicated Pete and letting him come on her. And uh, we got this sound. <laughs> <laughs> What a moment. Whoa. I can't believe that's so low on the list. I can't imagine nope. what, what was more important to the show than that. All right, we're having fun now. The Howard Thank 100. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The Howard 100. Thank right. you, thank you. Coming in at number 95 is Dr. Now from the 600-pound life. Dr. Now has been uh, advising people on weight loss. And what I love about him is I only understand, like, every third word that he says. So, Dr. Now, we love Dr. Now. So, they, uh, here to accept his nomination, Dr. Now. How are you, sir? Hello. How are you all doing? I, hey, Dr. Now. Uh, wanted to call in and thank you for being on the Howard 100 list. It's a very big uh, honor, very big thrill for me today. Thank you. 
Right. What are you doing? You're doing surgery right now? Well, it's a very busy time of year, you know. Uh, all the fat, so they come in, they get the fat suck out of them before the holiday. So I'm sorry if it's hard to hear me, but I'm in the room doing it. And I have to tell you, um, just remember, there's no fat diet. There's no easy fix. you got to do the work to lose right. the weight. 1,200-calorie diet. 1,200-calorie right. diet. And Oh, hang on one second here. A bit of a bit of a problem going on. Just um, I wanted to say thank you and hang on. Clear. No, that's not going to work. Okay. I'll see you uh, next year, and remember, you right, do now. the right thing, and uh, right, uh, thank you. make it easy. <laughs> Coming up at 94 and 93. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Number 94 and 93. There's a long list. Chris Stefano said it right. By the way, Chris is really funny. Uh, I was watching his uh, special. I think it was on Netflix uh-huh. or one of those, or maybe HBO. I don't know. But Chris DiStefano, it's a funny fucking uh, hour. Jeez. I forgot. Is it DiStefano or is it DiStefano? I couldn't. I, I, Chris DiStefano. Okay. Uh, thank, thank you, you Mr. Announcer. Thank you. <laughs> Chris DiStefano and, uh, and Frank. Uh, yeah. Well, we had Chris come in to guess the fetish guy named Frank. Remember this bit? Chris yeah. correctly guessed that Frank was into extreme genital mutilation. I got a montage here of some of the things Frank's done to his junk, if you want to remember that. This is uh, genital mutilation and Chris Stefano guessing Frank's weird, you know, obsession. He cut open his own sack and pulled out his balls so that he could put them on a dinner plate. Eating my testicles with a rubber hose. You would inject alcohol into your balls? He did so much damage to his balls. His testicles got varicose veins. When you have an apple in your ass and you, you can't get it out, you've got to get help. A five foot long metal chain up his ass. Frank has inserted metal rods, pens, pencils, pins, sewing needles, paper clips, and even a squash into his penis. What? You got a squash up there? Who's this small? One. Frank took surgical scissors and started cutting his penis in half. She put a bunch of needles in my penis, so they were sticking out both sides. And, <laughs> uh, she got on top, and uh, we had intercourse. Oh! Obviously, don't mind freaking people out. Whenever anyone sees my genitals, that's usually what happens. Mm, man, well, yeah, he deserves to be on that list. I thought he'd be higher. Uh, we put Pat Robertson at number 92 because he died and made the world a better place, I think. You know, that was the my nicest thing he could have done, right? <laughs> Coming in at 91, Cardi B, Robin. Cardi B has talked about shitting and how great her pussy is on social media. But her best moment of the year was when she freaked out about a ghost trying to fuck her, if you remember this. There's a fucking ghost or a spirit in this fucking house. And at this point, I feel like if I go to sleep, the fucking ghost is going to finger pop me. Because, bitch, the nigga wants me. He wants me. And I'm just so disoriented because I'm so alone in this house with this fucking ghost that clearly wants to fuck me because he only comes around when I'm here and by myself. And I'm just going to call my security guard to put me in a fucking hotel because I just can't fucking take it anymore, bitch. Wow. I'm fucking over it. I don't fucking like this house. Wow. She's a handful. Coming in at number 90 is Congresswoman Lauren Boeber. Remember the chick who went, you know, she's a congresswoman and she went to see a play and she was uh, like they thought she was jerking off her boyfriend and vaping during the play. 
in a crowded, friendly, fr- family-friendly theater. Yeah. Anyway, in honor of Congresswoman Lauren Boebert coming in at number 90, we got a new prank call. We had our Lauren Boebert impressionist call a conservative show to complain about a children's Christmas recital, and all hell broke loose. Here's something new. Listen, this is why this election is so important. If we can get independent states to make legislation to print their own currency, we can escape the national system. All right, I don't want to make anybody wait, so uh, go ahead. Hi, this is Representative Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert? Yeah, Colorado. So I'm calling because I'm at a so-called Christmas pageant right now with my boyfriend. And these friggin' kids aren't singing about Jesus at all. Well, sure. It's just Santa Claus nonsense. Well, Santa Claus, what is Santa Claus? Uh, You can't talk about Christmas. You can't say Merry Christmas anymore as a store greeter at Walmart or you'll get fired, right? Yes. You gotta say Happy Holidays. You like that? Oh, yeah, right there. Uh-huh. What about our creator? Where's our creator coming to the play here? Exactly. Amen. This country is going to hell in a handbasket. We have lost our moral compass. Every nation that's ever turned its back on God, only one thing results. That's judgment. They are reckoning is coming. Lauren, hit this fucking vape while I grab those titties. Huh? <laughs> um, you like these titties? <laughs> I, don't know who I don't know who that's talking to right there. Oh, I can feel it getting bigger. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, touch it. Um, what are they talking about there. Um, like, like I was saying, this is what's happening in Joe Biden's America. Well, if we get another four years of this, of this administration here, we're in big trouble. Put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you want to suck this dick. Uh, what school are you at then? Well, get that guy's dick out of your mouth, lady. Mm. I don't have anything in my mouth. I'm just looking for my car keys, you purr. Alright, don't right, well. trying to make out like I'm doing something dirty. And I'm not. Well, I hope you're not. They had a Christmas pageant. I'm just sitting on his lap to see the show better. Hang Worry on. about yourself. Why are you sitting in your boyfriend's lap in a in his public school? Can you answer that question? It's a little bit a little uh, awkward, don't you think? At a Christmas pageant, right? I thought this was a conservative show. You're starting to sound like a bunch of liberal fucking snowflakes. You know what? If you're sitting on your boyfriend's lap in a, in a school with kids, you need your ass. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. The people watching that show next to you sure the hell ain't got no brains. That is slap the shit on you. I'm just oh. saying. I, oh, fuck. I, uh, oh, my God. What are you guys doing? Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They're having sex. I think we better. I really love. Okay. Christmas. Oh my god. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get out. We're calling the cops. Get out. Come on, Dan. We're leaving. So they're throwing you out of the school. <laughs> yeah, that was a cum fart. Deal with it, you fucking heathen. All right. All right. Let's Jesus. Get him real quick here. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's pretty yeah. clear what she's trying to convey. What does that mean? I well, think, I think that, that's uh, what the cum fart is. That's when the ejaculate <laughs> in the vagina <laughs> is expelled by muscular contraction of the vagina <laughs> and creates a sound akin to a a fart. Well, this is the sickness in our society, and they're growing and growing and growing, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. Wow. Wow. I love that detailed explanation of comfort. Comfort. (laughs) Number 90 coming in, Lauren Boebert. How exciting is the Howard 100? The Howard 100. It's unbelievable. What production goes into the Howard 100? So we've rounded out 10. 
<laughs> and we only oh, have 90 only more to go. To 10? <laughs> uh, coming in at 89. more I'm... names to go for the Howard 100. Right, Mr. Announcer. Thank you. All right. Coming in at number 89, King Charles. Mr. Announcer, what can you tell us about King Charles? King Charles, formerly Prince of Wales, is the 63rd monarch of the United Kingdom. Back to you, Howard Stern. The reason King Charles uh, came on our list, the guys felt uh, he finally overcame living in his mother's shadow. Uh, something that I actually hope to achieve one day. Uh, I haven't been able to do it. still haven't. No, no, no. <laughs> I, can't, I can't shake her out of my head. I hear her every minute. Coming in at number 88, Elon Musk for making everyone else hate Twitter as much as I already did. Number 87, Mike Trainer for only giving Steve Nowicki $50 for his wedding wow. and making everybody else feel generous. So he made the top 100. Uh, number 86, Steve Nowicki for playing lead guitar in the greatest band on earth, Tuchus. He also helped me Tuchus. write this. Yes, Tuchus. What can you tell us about Tuchus, Mr. Announcer, and Steve Nowicki? The band Tuchus began in 2023, and the electric guitar was invented in 1932. Adopted by jazz players was a single-note guitar solo for large, big bands as it began. Back to you, Howard Stern. And here is the song uh, that uh, Tuchus put together called Smell My Tuchus. influential in the Howard 100. Wow. Yeah. The Howard 100. It's unbelievable. Coming in at number 85 is Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows. In fact, uh, over the weekend, Adam uh, put on Instagram a picture of himself in a car eating Metamucil crackers, which is a really? dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I was quite impressed with that. Uh, Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows this year embraced the spirit of Metamucil and made something hard into something soft and pleasant. And he did a beautiful, beautiful rendition of Metamucil Man, You Know What I Am. I'm a Metamucil. Job. Oh, he's, he's got some voice and this and the, and the passion. He's a sensitive man. I got fiber in my can. Sing it, brother. He loves it. Hot fiber in my can. Adam was 
of an angel. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. Thank you. To keep my colon feeling nice and neat. I don't trip. I don't leak. I keep it regular between the cheeks. Oh, I could eat a whole damn box. Then make some sweet brown rocks. I'm a metamucil man. That's what he is, a metamucil man. Oh, beautiful job. But he, he deserves to be on this list. Number eight five. Healthy duty is his plan, Mr. Announcer. God damn. Apple crisp is my preference. <laughs> what can you tell us about Adam Duritz, Mr. Announcer? As founding member of rock band Counting Crows, Adam Duritz has sold over 20 million records and has been nominated for two Grammy Awards. Uh, as a matter of fact, Adam Duritz was with my buddy Pat Manakia up in uh, Rhode Island. They were in a car together and uh, they were talking about Metamucil Man and the show and uh, suddenly... Uh, hmm. Adam said to Pat, Jesus, I didn't take my Metamucil today. He unwrapped it right in the car as they were moving and uh, took a picture of himself and put it up on Instagram. Coming in at number 84 on the Howard 100. Uh, Howard who will it be, Robin? 100. I can't imagine. I'll tell you who we gave it to, and I fully agree. Mr. Steve Miller, rock star extraordinaire oh. for doing... This man this year did a special performance on Howard 101, celebrating 50 years of his album, The Joker. Here's a montage of some of that performance. My name's Stevie Miller. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I'm going to do my thing. <laughs> Go on, take the money and run. Yeah, yeah. I'm a picker. I'm a grinner. I'm a lover. I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. Jet airliner, don't carry me too far away. I'm a space cowboy. I'm sure you know where it's at. Yeah, done a lot of specials this year but that was one of my favorites oh did i love it just him with the acoustic it was beautiful steve miller all right fred up on the dramatic music please now it's time for number 83 this dramatic music inspired by the series the bachelor and bachelor in paradise <laughs> really yeah i went whoa we got to get that music for the howard 100 <laughs> Coming in at number 83, believe it or not, Nick Cannon. Uh, Mr. Announcer, what can you tell us about Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon has 12 children. Moroccan and Monroe Cannon, Golden Sagon Cannon, Powerful Queen Cannon, Zion Mixolydian and Zillion Hair Cannon, Zen Cannon, Legendary Love Cannon, Onyx Ice Coal Cannon, Rise Messiah Cannon, Beautiful Zeppelin Cannon, and Halo Marie Cannon. My favorite is a Beautiful Zeppelin Cannon. I... I just love that name. Beautiful you Zeppelin. You don't like 
Zillionaire. I like Zillionaire, but I my favorite is Beautiful Zeppelin. Is Beautiful her name or a description, Mr. Announcer? Beautiful is her first name, and I forgot to mention Schmeagol Cannon, the 13th child. Wow, I didn't know there were 13. Anyway, we, we uh, hail Nick Cannon for not pulling out of our interview or pulling out of anything ever. He, uh, he insists on going right in. Yeah. Number 82 is Tan Mom. Why did we choose Tan Mom? Very simple. There is a picture of Tan Mom that we put up this year where she blends into a couch. It's on HowardStern.com. If you spent the year not seeing this picture of Tan Mom, I, I beg of you to check out HowardStern.com and you see the picture. You will not believe it. You will think there are two men sitting on that couch, Wolfie and another dude. But, in fact, Tamam is sitting on that couch. you got to look really carefully. It is unbelievable. And, by the way, number 81, number 81 on the Howard 100. Look at this for the first time ever. Wolfie, Wolfie. Wolfie made the list. I can't even but Wow. Uh, Mr. Natural, you got any facts on Wolfie? Probably not. Anyway. Robert Wolf, or Wolfie, as known to fans of the Howard Stern Show, provides journalism about uncouth areas of recreation. Well, Wolfie made it onto the Howard 100 list for being the Jane Goodall of sexual deviance. He... Covered everyone from fisters to shit eaters. I got a list of some of the people Wolfie interviewed this year. Wilbur, the guy living in a storage unit. Remember him? Yeah. The Island Boys. Gucci Berry, who purposely hits himself in the nuts with tires and bowling balls. How about Shit Pig Dirk? That was the guy we called with Piggy Gary. Uh, Stephen the Cum Dumpster, Violent J from Insane Clown Posse, and the list goes on and on and on. And most recently, Wolfie did that whole thing with the breathwork guy and Sal. Wolfie, you've earned your spot on the Howard 100. The Howard 100. The most incredible list of the year. Now, moving on, number 80, Taylor Swift. Number 80. Yes. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift made the list. Taylor Swift. Uh, we didn't actually put her on the list. She just appeared there. That's how popular oh. she is. She just shows up on every list. <laughs> number 79, Mad Dog Russo. Number 79, Mad Dog Russo for not making good on his World Series bet and setting a record for shortest retirement of all time. <laughs> number 78, Mitt Romney for actually retiring before he becomes useless and senile. That's uh, a biggie. Uh, Mitt Romney getting on the list. Up oh, here to uh, accept his uh, award is Mitt Romney. Hi. Howard, I am so thrilled to be retiring. Now I can do whatever the fuck I want. On my last right. day, I'm going to take a fat upper decker in Marjorie Taylor Green's private bathroom. How's well, that smell, you crow magnet skank? Well, Seriously, uh, Mitt, Senator, I just wanted to say you uh, resigned from the Senate. I even saw that you're not right. uh, going to vote for Donald Trump. You've said that. You're a conservative uh, through and through, but you even said you might be forced to vote for Joe Biden, even as a conservative. So now that you'll be out of the Senate, you were always one of those very stiff, and I don't mean that uh, negatively, but I mean just a kind of a, a very conservative man and your demeanor. And now you say you're going to retire and become a different kind of guy? Well, I, you know, I had an image to uphold. But now that I don't have to worry about re-election, I can say whatever I want. 
For example, I can come on the radio and say, hey, Mike Pence, suck my sweaty Mormon dick from the back. Right. Right. What a relief. Right. I've been sitting on that one for years. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. You're going to see a different Senator Romney. Thank you. Uh, thank right. you. Thank you, Senator Romney. There you go. Oh, thank you, Howard. Right, there you go. Full circle. Former Utah Senator Mitt Romney spent over two years in France as a Mormon missionary. Wow. Thank you. All right. Coming thank in you. at numbers. Yeah, thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> announcer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. All right. Coming in at numbers 77 through 71. So we move this thing along. 77 it's all... through 71. Right. How many numbers is that uh, on the list, Mr. Uh, announcer? Sounds like Some... six. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, there you go. You, I didn't know you were such a math wizard. All right. That would have taken me a it's while. It's actually seven. 77 through 71 is seven total numbers. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, All Robin. Right. You don't <laughs> That's embarrassing. Mr. Announcer, thank you. All right. Here we go. Numbers 77 through... You're supposed to know what you're doing. I don't. Uh, numbers 77 through 71 on the Howard 100 are fake celebrities who knocked on my door this year. I have a montage for you. Hey, everybody. It's Mark Wahlberg. You're goddamn right. I'm a tough guy. Let's be honest here. You, you think if I was in charge of NASA, the challenge would have exploded? Fuck no. I'd have beat the shit out of those engineers until I got it right, those little fucking nerds. Be like, get it right, you motherfucker. They'd be like, what are you talking about? What am I supposed to do? I'd say, you're the fucking nerd. Joan Rivers. I, I'm so old, I still have a rotary clitoris. How old are you? <laughs> I am so old, I went in for a facelift and the doctor tried to embalm me. I am so ugly, even my autopsy was closed casket. Arnold Schwarzenegger, go ahead. I was looking in the mirror at myself and playing with my boodle, and I was saying, this is a fantastic interview. Oh, look, Stephen A. Smith, the sportscaster. If you don't want to face criticism, then you shouldn't play football. Get out there and get a brain hemorrhage. You're not a quarterback until you get a damn concussion. Andrew Dice Clay. Hey, hey, Dice. Hey, how do I get a treesome going with these two whores? <laughs> Let's have a family reunion on my dog. It's Joe Pesci. Crew you got here. Look, it's like the seven dwarves. Baldy, greasy, oldie, dopey, 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 and fuckface. It's Rosie O'Donnell. Hi, Rosie. The indictment? Oh, my God. You I have want to a... masturbate to this. Oh, oh Rosie. yeah. Oh, he's Turn going to jail. Up. I have and my yeah. pink glittery dildo out. I am dildoing my pussy. Oh, uh, my God. How many counts is he facing? 30? Oh, 30. 30. Just turn 30 oh, oh, yeah. Wow. There you go, closing the door on the year number 77 through 71. All of our celebrity impersonators who did such a great job. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, guess who's here now? Andrew Dice Clay to accept his award. Go ahead, Dice. Hey, how's it going, Howard? Hey, listen, you know, I got my own list, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a list of a hundred places that I shot my goo this year. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Go ahead. I mean, I wasn't planning on this, but uh, here's a hundred places Dice shot his goo. Too. His, his yes. top 100 goo places. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. At number 100, the shower, a classic, right? At right. number 99, the back of some broad's throat, you know, 98. <laughs> The travel lodge next to the Sheboygan Funny Bone, right in the right, ice right. machine. Right. Oh, yeah, but no. Dice, we're doing our own list right now, you know. Number so, 97, the old sock next to my bed. 
96 <laughs> all over my own belly. No, that, 95. I got that Asian bra. 94, right. my left hand. Come on. Anyway, all Andrew of our great... Clay rose to prominence in the late 1980s with a brash, offensive persona known as the Dice Man. Right. Thank you. Now, here you go. We're all the way up to number 70 already. We're remembering yes. the year, the Howard 100. Everybody loves the Howard 100. Oh. done if it wasn't for all these interruptions all right number seven now here i agree with this we when i was in miami i had on brazilian singer anita who was a firecracker and she came on and sold vagina scented perfume called pussy or pussy and here's a little montage of all the outrageous things she told me during our interview during our week in Miami. This woman's no proof. If right now you get your finger, you put it in your ass, yeah. and you smell. It's gonna smell like ass. Yeah. I do take a shit in everywhere, anywhere. You do? Feel like yeah. you don't care? I don't. Did you tattoo your ass? Yes, I did. Why did you do because that? Because I was dumb. I was no, not dumb. It's it was fun. They open it's up your ass and they see. They love? don't see it because they don't open my ass to see it. Both natural things is my eyes. And my ass. What is the butt? It's two things doing this all day. The cheeks are rubbing together all day. In your int most intimate and area. pussy and your butt and the dick and the balls. By the way, Anita's pussy is available at fine stores everywhere. Pussy. Double Z. Imagine if my actual pussy was there selling you crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. What a Howard 100. What a year. You know, you forget these things as you go along. I know. Along. It's been a jam-packed year. It really has. I saw Anita on some award show recently singing. Maybe it was the Grammys or maybe MTV or something. But she seems to be doing well. She got a big following. I wonder All how right. Poozie is doing. That's the question. I know she's okay, but I don't know about Poozie. Poozie well, is a successful cologne fragrance available in stores now. Oh. By the way, I don't want to give away anything, Robin, but uh, it's almost Christmas and you won't believe what you're getting. Uh -oh. A lifetime supply of. <laughs> Let's just say that thing's going to smell great. All right. Robin, you said it coming. Was something very special. <laughs> <laughs> something very personal. Coming in at number 69. It's time for number 69. Uh, 69. Coming in at number 69, Gary's alter ego, Poppy G. Ooh. I love Poppy G because even Gary doesn't know how to pronounce Poppy. He calls himself Pappy G. He, he, yeah, you know. he gets it wrong all the time. One time uh, he made a phony phone call to my, somebody in Miami. And he goes, Miami. He, he, he's all over the place, <laughs> but I love him. Poppy G made a phony phone call hotter and wetter than the Miami weather. That's why he's number 69. My friends call me Flirty G, but my Latin friends call me Pappy Gary. Pappy? I'll tell you what, something's going poppy in my pants right now just talking to you. <laughs> I'm looking for a Miami mommy who can handle my salami. I don't know. I don't think you can handle this, mommy. Ooh, mammy. When you talk like that, Man. my wiener does a Latin dance-o in my pants-o. <laughs> I'm going to pack that pussy tighter than a Cuban cigar. <laughs> warning, warning. I've got a Cuban missile crisis in my pants. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know what that sound means. I feel a song coming on. 
They call me Puffy G, cause I get all the hot ladies. When they show me the tatas, I shoot stick, sticky goo, stick, sticky goo. Now that's Puffy. Yes, sir, I'm Puffy G. Okay. All the chicas go nuts for me. When they play with my penis, I shoot stick, sticky goo, stick, sticky goo. I love him. Love that Puffy G. What a list. Oh, my God. Amazing how he just charms everyone. Poppy G, Gary's alter ego. Mr. Announcer, any words on Gary? Do you know any details about him? Gary Delabate, also known by nickname Baba Booey, is an American radio producer who has been producer of The Howard Stern Show since 1984. Wow, even I can't believe that. I thought he'd last one year, honestly. <laughs> I thought it was a temporary thing because we had so little to pay him, but he stuck around, I'll tell you that. Good for him. Poppy G, Gary, coming in at number 69. Coming in at number 68, my mother, who recently told me she never thought of me as handsome. <laughs> I want to, I, I, we put her on the list because she keeps me humble. I didn't feel bad no, enough about minute. myself. She yeah. said she saw you handsome. And she never thought of you. You don't tell the whole story. Well, the whole story was that. I'll give you this. This is what she said to me. She goes, you know, I saw the pictures of you at Ashley's wedding. Yeah. And you looked handsome. You looked <laughs> handsome. I go, yeah. And uh, I must tell you that, uh, you know, with me, my whole life, I never thought of my children as good looking. I mean, I, I, what? <laughs> I said, I, I just never thought. Uh, I was like, wow, every compliment is a uh, jam lined with lead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, coming into number 67, and, and I say this in the same breath as I thank my mother. Um, I got to thank Dr. Schlafmitz, who takes care of my mother. He's my mother's heart surgeon. He's such a great guy. And uh, in a serious manner, I must say, even though this is uh, this list is is somewhat uh, absurd, that uh, I, I must say, Doctor Schlafmitz, God bless you. And as a he's tribute, never been on the show, has he? No, no, but he's a great guy, and he. And he <laughs> but as a tribute, I thought I I taped my wife trying. We were taking a walk, and uh, she was talking to me about Doctor Schlafmitz because we we only speak his name in high praise around here. Uh huh. But she never can say the name Schlafmitz. And I don't know, but it's the funniest thing. So I taped her. Here it is, a world exclusive in honor of Dr. Honey, Schlafmitz. what is the doctor's name? Dr. Schmoffnitz. <laughs> say it right. Dr. Schmoffnitz. Schmo say it again. <laughs> Dr. Schmoffnitz. <laughs> Dr. Schmoffnitz. <laughs> it's Dr. Schlafmitz. Oh, Dr. Schmoffnitz. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Schlafmitz. Schlafmitz. Schlaf. Schmoffwitz. Schlaf. Schlafmitz. Yeah, I mean, it, wow. it's too much. Yeah, wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, I love the guy. And uh, it's just amazing. Now, now uh, uh, coming up next on the Howard 100. difference this year who mattered who really did something we must uh this is number 66 through number 26 believe it or not robin now, i'm not going to ask what? you to yes did you say 66 to 26 66 to 26 
We have a, excuse me, there's a lot of air going into my lungs as I do this, so you have to excuse me. And I also have medical issues. I'm uh, getting older. (laughs) Um, We must, we must say the guests this year of the Howard Stern Show have been incredible. I'm going to turn it over to our announcer who will now announce the names of all of our great guests. Go ahead, Mr. Announcer. Number 66, J.B. Smooth. Mm. Number 65, Stephen A. Smith. Number 64, John Lovitz. Number 63, Pamela Anderson. Number 62, Michael Rappaport. Can you number speed 61, it up? I mean, uh, th- Brendan let me do Fraser. This. Number about- 60, Mike Shinoda. Number 59, Mark Marin. Number 58, Jay Farrow. How about just name them? You don't have to, you don't have to, yeah. Dr. Agus, yes, you don't have to say the number before each one, Mr. Doctor. Just, uh, you know, I will say the names. the names without the numbers. Reggie Jackson, Brooke Shields, James Corden, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Pitbull, Alex Earl, Andy Cohen, Kelly Clarkson, Drew Barrymore, John Bon Jovi, Dorothea Bon Jovi, Chris Henchy, Robert Downey Jr., Susan Downey, Ollie Wentworth, Mary uh, McCormick, Jimmy, yeah, Fallon, Jimmy Nancy Fallon, Fallon, Nancy Fallon, Fallon, Chris, Fallon, Chris Abbott, that pace, yes. Ross Apen, Sarah Jessica Parker, Paul Simon, Anderson Cooper, Arnold Schwarzenegger, continue, Keith Richards, Keith Richards, John, John Stamos, Seth Myers, Barbara, Barbara Streisand, Dolly Don- Parton, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper, David Wilde, who's an American yeah. writer and critic for uh, known for the Rolling Stone. All right, right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. All this year? All this year. All those are our this g- year. All <laughs> this year. <laughs> All this year. <laughs> All in 2023. Who Thank knows you. who will be here in 2024. All right. Coming up at 25 and 24 are Gary Delabate and Steve Brandano for booking all of the guests this year. We got to um, we got to check off a few more, you know, uh, uh, dream guests off my list. All right. Was now Keith we're going to on that list. Yes, but I, I sped him up because it was just taking too oh, long. Okay. I mean, uh, Number you know, 32, Keith Richards. <laughs> okay. What can you tell us about Keith Richards? Keith Richards is known for his guitar work with the Rolling Stones. Right. All right. It's time for a break. But when we come back, this is where it gets crazy. Numbers 23 to number one. Robin, on the Howard 100. The Howard 100. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we're in the middle of the Howard 100. I did want to mention, I didn't mean to blow past, because Ralph died, we, we kind of blew past the uh, Norman Lear thing, but uh, Norman Lear died at 101. I do want to say one thing. This is how I want to go. Norman Lear was 101 years old. The dude, from what I could tell, wasn't uncomfortable, like how my mom is at 96. Like, my mom's like, you know, uh, mom, how you doing? I'm in pain. I'm in pain. Where's the pain? Everywhere. You know, I don't want to die like that. I want to die like Norman Lear. 101 years old. It was beautiful. I got even a clip of his, uh, I think this is his son. Let me see. Let me check it. Yeah, I no. want to know how he died. You're, you're, you're beautiful. telling us you yeah. knew what happened. 
I just want to mention Norman Lear did the Jeffersons, Maud, Sanford and Son, and All in the Family. Guy was fucking amazing. And, you know, his shows had the most amazing theme songs. I was thinking about the. I've been singing the Jeffersons theme song nonstop since he died. I said, I'm moving on up. Quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack. Coming on you. WNBC with the Jeffersons. Moving on up. Quack, 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 quack. How about uh, Maud? How about uh, Good Times? Jimmy J.J. Walker? Dynamite, Kid Dynamite? I mean, look at all the talent this guy. All right, you get it. He was great. And yet all in Ralph's, the family. That was the biggest one. And yet Ralph's death uh, beat him out. Uh, he, he Ralph came on first before Norman Lear. It was crazy. By the way, Robin does a beautiful uh, Jefferson theme song, too. Well, we're moving on up. Dude. I love what she said. All right, you are something. You always steal the moment. Um, anyway, yeah, this is actually Norman Lear's son-in-law describing the scene. He's the uh, chief medical correspondent for CBS News. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. The family was gathered around the bed, and, and um, we were, he was very comfortable, he was resting peacefully, and uh, we did what, what he knew he, he would want him, us to do, so we were singing songs from Les Mis, which he loved, Les and Mis. also some of the songs. Do not, Robin, stand no, around my bed and sing me songs. I can't have a choir singing no. Les Mis songs. No, no, I, it sounds like the family, I mean, Les Mis, no let's Broadway show to Let's help him get out of here. Let's put, let's let these people sing Les Mis songs around his yeah. bed. Uh, Howard, we're going to sing you some Broadway show tunes as you're passing to the next dimension. <laughs> a fiddler on my boy bill will be strong as a i mean <laughs> i guess he likely miz yeah yeah let me hear the rest of this Songs from his tv shows you know for the, the theme song from all, all in the family but we, when we started singing um you know you never know when these moments are going to sneak up on you and i was i kind of held it together and then we were singing you know moving on up to the east side and then when i heard myself say to a deluxe apartment in the sky. And I just yeah. lost it because he's going to some deluxe apartment in the sky, mm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hope so. Hope hope we're going to a deluxe. So I bet you Well, I bet you Norman a party around his bed. Yeah. Well, when you're hundred one and you've lived a good life, I mean, I guess I don't like all but that you're singing. You're telling me, you know, like he is lying there dying. You could tell he's dying. Yeah. So what well, was going on? They were singing Les Mis and... No, no, no. I mean, what put him in that condition? Oh. And how was it for him? We don't know that. Right. We know what they were doing. In honor of uh, Norman Lear, uh, John Hine Audiobook should be... Not there he is. John Hine Audiobook wants to talk about the Jeffersons. Go ahead, John okay, Hine Audiobook. The Jeffersons was an all-in-the-family spinoff that had no problem standing on its own. But don't be switching Lionels on me. George and Louise Jefferson moved on up to a deluxe apartment on the east side with their sassy maid, Florence. 
George was as bigoted as Archie Bunker right, and rich and successful in his dry cleaning I'm business. I'm out. All right. Neighbors Tom, White, and Helen. Hmm. Don't go switching Lionels on me. You can't put that right up front. Oh, my God. But John's book is a no wonder that was so big. I mean, <laughs> who can live without that? Anyway, uh, yeah. So that was Dr. John LaPook, Norman's son-in-law, saying... And I don't know exactly what put him in the bed, but probably just being 101. I think the body parts have a warranty and they just wear well, out. Well, you're saying that your mom yeah. has complaints. I don't know that Norman Lear doesn't, didn't have complaints. I just know a bunch of people were making a racket around his bed. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Norman not only produced a lot of TV shows, he also produced a whole bunch of kids. Here he is talking about his family while accepting the Golden Globe Award. Okay. Uh, man, you got a lot of kids. Then, of course, there's my family, my glorious wife and partner of 30 years, Lynn Davis Lear, the five glorious daughters, and my wonderful son, ranging in ages from 26 to 74, and their children, my four fabulous grandchildren. He's like uh, Nick Cannon. 26 to 74. That's Did right, those two Robin. even know each other? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> One of them's their own uncle. I don't know how that works. <laughs> anyway, there you go. And uh, by the way, I will mention Jimmy Kimmel was very close to Norman Lee. Yes, they produced he was. a bunch Jimbo of stuff. Jimmy Kimmel. So Jimmy called me about Ralph, and I managed to be a human being and say, hey, Norman Lear. And, and Jimmy went, that's right. And I went, that's right. Sorry. So that maybe was the Jimmy com- knows whether he was ill Jimmy or not knows. toward the end, but uh, we still don't. Maybe that singing I, made him sick. I said to Jimmy, I said, boy, Norman really loved pussy, didn't he? I mean, look at all those kids. He, oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, he spread them out. You know, a lot of people do that yeah. stair step thing, but yeah. not Norman. No, no, he loved it. He went right in bareback. <laughs> quack, quack. Anyway, um, also died uh, Ryan O'Neill. Couldn't find yes. a better looking guy than Ryan O'Neill. Some dude who started out on soap operas. He was in a, in a this is for old folks. He was a, the original cast of Peyton Place. I loved him then. We 1964. were all in love yeah. with Ryan O'Neill. And people, you know, when you see these guys on soap operas, you think, oh, they're never going to have a film career. Dopey guys. But some of them break through, and uh, he did. He he was nominated for an Oscar for a movie that was a classic love story with uh, Ali McGraw. Ali McGraw, yeah. If you never saw that, that was a good movie. I, I actually watched that with my kids you know, a couple of years ago. I don't know, 10 years ago. And it, was, it held up. You know, it was still a great a- I'm not a big fan of love stories, so I've never seen that movie. You got to watch it. It was really good. You know, a real tearjerker. Well, why would I want to do that? <laughs> he also starred in the film Paper Moon with his daughter yes. Tatum when she was 10. She won the Oscar for Best Supporting What's Actress. What's Up, Doc, with uh, Barbara Streisand, one of the funniest movies you'll ever see. Uh, you, yeah, great movie. What's Up, Doc? I know Barbara. Yeah. I don't think Barbara was high on it, she but man, it was like it very much. But it's an absolute wonderful comedy. Yep, one of the best. And uh, 
Ryan O'Neill's greatest accomplishment was fucking uh, Farrah Fawcett Majors. I think she didn't right they didn't, out of her marriage, right? Yeah, <laughs> didn't he get her away from uh, Lee Majors? Lee Majors, six, the six the million six million dollar man. man. Lee Majors. I was, was reading this over the weekend. Lee was going out of town to do yeah. some work, and he right. called Ryan and said, "Please take out my wife." Because she might be lonely while I'm gone. Yeah, great. Boy, how dumb can you be? Lee Major's still alive, Robin. Uh, I, I mean, think I so. hope not. I hope he doesn't have to live with that anguish. I mean, Farrah Fawcett Major, or Farrah Fawcett was the hottest, the hottest ever. I mean, there was nobody sexier. If I had Farrah Fawcett, I'd keep her in the house. I wouldn't let her go. Excuse me. You would never leave her side. <laughs> I would never certainly say to my really good-looking friend. <laughs> I know I'd do the same thing. A hell with the bro code. If I have a, if I, if Lee Major said to me, Howard Stern, watch Farrah for me while I'm out of town. I'm, I'm banging her if she let me. Howard, well, he's 84 you know, years uh, old. Yes, yeah, Gary. It's 84, still alive, Lee Major. Oh. Lee yeah. Majors is 84. He's got to live with Still that. Here. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, I have an idea. Uh, I'm going to call up Ryan O'Neill, one of the greatest looking human beings on the planet, and see if he wants to hang out with my wife. First of all, where's Lee Majors got to be that he can't take Farrah with? I mean, like, like, and Farrah's going to be lonely. Let her be a little bit lonely. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll be she good. was working or something. Yeah. But, yeah, do you send a great looking guy to watch your no. wife? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to get rid of her. But that's a guy. Lee yeah. Majors thinks there's no way Ryan O'Neill can steal my woman. Dude, Ryan O'Neill's a movie star. You're on Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> he thought Use he was head. a Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Gary has some thoughts about Ryan O'Neill. And he was saying these to me, and they're not kind, but uh, they need to be said anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if he was, he wasn't that great a guy. Um, first of all, the, and these are all, uh, confirmed. Um, he, uh, Farrah walked in on him having sex with somebody else, another woman, like at their house, right? right? That was one. Yeah. Um, another one was, this is a crazy one because he talked about it. He accidentally hit on Tatum at Farrah's funeral. Like oh they had God. just put, they had just put Farrah in, in the hearse and she went away and this woman walked up to him and he's like, Hey, you got a drink? You got a car? And she's like, Daddy, it's me. And even oh, says, God. that's wow. how sick I was. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and then he shot at one of his kids, his kid Griffin. Oh. I, I see, I'm seeing, um, Griffin picked up a fireplace poker, sort of swing it. Ryan says, Ryan says he could have killed him, but he didn't. You know, right. Shot nice him. guy. I say, um, charges were later <laughs> dropped, but then, you know, he's got another kid, Patrick, who's been on our show before. Patrick says he was a great guy and that oh, he was a great guy. Okay. But some of the other kids, like, I don't think he, he and Tatum talked for a very, very long time, if at all, at the end. Right, but Gary, they, no, no, no. They had reconciliation at the end. No, I, I actually read a piece that said that is a common mistake. There was not what? really a reconciliation. Most people think there was. But in any case, whether there was or wasn't, right. um, Gary uh, bringing up some controversies even in death. So there you go. Ryan O'Neill said, I'm hopeless as a father. I don't know why. I don't think I was supposed to be a father. Just look around at my work. They're either in jail or they should be. Can you imagine saying that about your kids? That's <laughs> crazy. That's why he shouldn't have been a father. You thought your yeah. father was critical. And my father was a saint compared to Brian O'Neill. <laughs> my father never, you know, like, never tried to shoot never me. Never said you should be in jail, you know. <laughs> I don't think I should have been a father. Why do you say that? Look at him.
<laughs> he didn't say that. And uh, before I get back to the Howard 100, because we're almost done with the list, we're at number 23. But I do want to say one thing about what's going on in Texas with this woman. Uh, uh, you, there's a woman there, Kate Cox. She had to go to court to get a um, what they call a special exemption now to get an abortion. Now, this woman, Kate, finds out that the baby could potentially die at birth, possibly kill her or could cause her to never become pregnant again. So she could never have children. It's a fait accompli. The baby, if it's born, is going to be born dead or die a horrible death days later. That's how bad it is. They know this stuff. So down in Texas, I don't know what the fuck is happening there. This is a woman. This isn't a woman who's like, I want to get rid of this baby because I forgot these. This is a woman who wants a baby. She wants a baby. She, they are putting her through the worst psychological and physical torture a woman can go through. I want this baby and she knows the baby is going to be born dead. It's the baby is not going to be complete. And they're making her keep the baby in there while they fuck around. The baby I mean, could die inside of her. Listen, man, I don't like what's going on in this country. Now, the attorney general, I've been reading about him. He's one of those guys that's proudly Trumpy, really wants uh, Trump's approval. And uh, I think he was one of the guys who said went along with the election was stolen or something in some right. way. I don't know much about this guy. I don't I don't live in Texas, but. Jesus, this is insanity. This woman already has babies. She wants more babies. She's not someone who's frivolous. She has medical doctors who are saying this woman's life, the baby, is not, not viable. This is the sort of thing that should be kept private, not out in the courts, which is going to torture this woman. She's forever going to be the woman with the baby. And then, you know, the kooks out there are going to go, you killed your baby. You know, and she's going to have to forever go, no, I didn't. What is the long-term political game here? People don't want this. It loses on the ballot every time. And I don't understand it, but I had to say something. I mean, this is nuts what they're putting this woman through. There's some kind of weird Yeah, and they told the court all of this, you know, documentation about the, the condition of this child, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. they say, well, it doesn't fit our criteria. For an abortion I'm, and under special circumstances. Robin, I'm trying to close out 2023. That is why I am still doing what is known as the Howard 100, the top 100 people of the year on our show. The Howard 100. It's unbelievable. Whack, whack. Here we go. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're in the middle of a list. We're up to number 23. Yeah, you missed most of it. Yeah, yeah. You can't believe what you missed. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. Anyway, um, numbers 23 through number 14 are some of the musical guests we had this year on the show. 2023 was a great year for musical performances. Here's everyone who played for us this Pumpkins. Is 
Post Malone. Dave Matthews. Black and white, that's we're looking through a madman's eye. Ed Sheeran. Finally, I feel it. Three or four degrees. Harry Underwood. Kiss. Demi Lovato. Sammy Hagar. Metallica. Kill it. Whoa. Luxie Turner Metallica. What a show, Robin. Did you know the Oxford Dictionary defines music as vocal or instrumental sounds combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion? Yes. Back to you, Howard Stern. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. Thank you. I think that's an inadequate definition because it doesn't include my singing. <laughs> Nothing compared to your singing. about it. <laughs> By the way, coming in at number th- Oxford Dictionary, Robin. That is my official <laughs> source. Thank you. Thank you for quoting your source. Coming in at number 13 is Post Malone's father, Post Malone's dad, for being responsible for the best non-sequitur of the year. Here it is. <laughs> Howard, do you love my dad? Do I love your dad? Yes, sir. What do you mean? Maybe a little bit. Isn't he a great guy? Your dad? Yeah, my dad. Yeah, I love your dad, I guess. Yeah, he's, yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. He's, <laughs> yeah. He, he, <laughs> do I know your dad? He had a, he, no, sir. <laughs> oh. I love Post's uh, dad so much, I hope to meet him someday, actually. I mean, <laughs> that was the most stunning question I've ever been asked. It stopped me in my tracks. I went, wait a second. I must know Post Malone's dad. That's why he's asking right. me. And I go, now you're trying to think of where yeah. you met him. <laughs> All right, coming in at number 12 on our list, whoever invented stepsister porn, we had to throw that in for making it uh, common knowledge that I love it and I just wanted you to mention it. You don't even know who to think. Yeah, and let's just uh, remind our audience, it's not real incest. It's not that weird to be into it. It's actually just two actresses pretending to be, you know, related. Well, it's Did weird you know to be into it, but they're not. in three states, Rhode Island, Ohio, and New Jersey. Is that right? Incest is legal? New Jersey? New Jersey. (laughs) Too bad your dad didn't know about that, Robin. Oh, my God. That's crazy. But my point is that just when you're thinking that it's two sisters having sex, it's incest, even though they're not. It's not incest. It's stepsisters. It is, no. Okay. You're thinking it's stepsisters. Okay. No. Well, what it is, first of all, it's, it's either stepbrother and stepsister. They're not biologically related or it's the stepmom with her stepdaughter. All right. And even though I do think that's wrong in reality, <laughs> I do watch it. Oh, Robin. <laughs> just, just checking the line, uh, the Listen. moral line. I feel bad about that. Trust me. I don't like watching that, but I do. So what am I going to say? What am I going to be, a phony and tell you I don't? Uh, number 11 is Tim Cook. 
uh, because, listen, that company, that iPhone, I love that iPhone, and I love the clock feature now that it turns my phone when it's in suspend to a clock. Yeah. I just love it. So I gave him, uh, I put him on our list. Okay. And Ralph what? loved Apple. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Ralphie boy. Apple. Ralphie. <laughs> there he is, beating off the Tim Cook. Uh, all right. So let's get down to this. The top 10 okay. of the year. Number 10, this is going to be shocking to some people, transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, nice. Nice right? mention. All right. Listen, we're trying to pull out some surprises here. Number 10, she was gifted a Bud Light can with her face on it, and it created a full-on gay panic among the dumbest people on earth. They're all fucking freaking out. I ain't drinking that beer. You're jamming this down on the wrong train. You're trying to make us transsexual. You made me transgender. <laughs> I mean, it, the fucking dumbest fucking controversy ever. People boycotting Bud Light. I mean, I don't know. It just is the dumbest stuff I've ever seen. Nothing else on your mind. Why bother to use your brain if that's what Turn that fucking thing off. Don't use power. <laughs> All right. Coming in number nine, we gave it to Travis Kelsey. Uh, the dude is a future Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, but he's fucking Taylor Swift. I mean, he's come on. in the the sex Hall of Fame. He is. Uh, he's the man. <laughs> I mean, this guy's on fire. He can't lose her. For, for teaming up with Taylor Swift in a romance. Can you imagine those two end up getting married? And having babies, those kids are going to be famous. Uh, the, those two are going to, the, the wedding is going to be like. Everything will be watched. Every, they, you know, everything. They, it'll be covered like the coronation of uh, King Charles. Yeah. The dude's got the Did luckiest you know, penis. Travis Kelsey recently announced he is planning a romantic dinner in honor of girlfriend Taylor Swift's upcoming 34th birthday. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. With the facts. What does he know about romance? What is he planning? Coming in at number eight is uh, my wife, because that's what you do. You gotta, <laughs> if I don't do that, I'm Just not going up. Just number eight? Well, listen, I, I, you know, people will. Uh, anyway. Riot. <laughs> All right. Number seven, Casey Shaw. You remember Casey Shaw, lead singer for the band Red Scare? He got on stage. He gave a speech about how he used to jerk off horses at his old job. Oh, and we loved that's it. That's right. He, this is shit you forget about. When I was 15 years old, I right started my first fucking job. Like many of you motherfuckers probably did too. Except I was a little more fucked up. I worked at something called a horse insemination plant. Every goddamn day. I would get up in the morning and I'd go to this fucking barn and I'd have to walk down a line with a horse on either goddamn side of me. <laughs> These horses were fully erect and I had to grasp in each hand a throbbing horse cock and rub it until completion and collect it in a fucking jar. Wow. This motherfucker who owned this place was selling this shit for a million dollars a fucking gallon and I was getting paid four dollars a goddamn hour. <laughs> wow. wow. There are three motherfucking people in this goddamn world 
Three, there's the man who owns the horse and gets the money. There's the man who has the money and gets the horse. And there's us, me, you, you, you. We jack off the fucking horses and we get nothing. What an intro. That is one of the greatest stage raps. I've. I mean, I always thought David Lee Roth did a great stage rap. Uh, I've heard Mick Jagger say stuff on stage. That's awesome. I mean, but this guy, Casey Shaw, I don't even know the music of his band. I'd like to hear it. What the Red Scare. But I love that he just, that's a whole, this is what the world is. Yeah. We, we are in one of these positions. We're either the yep. guy who owns the horse, the guy with the money for the horse, or the guy who jacks off the horse and gets nothing. That, that speech goes right up there with the Gettysburg address. I love it. Fabulous raw emotion. Yes. And uh, do you know anything about Red Scare or Casey Shaw, Mr. Announcer? A red scare is a form of public hysteria provoked by the fear of the rise, supposed or real, of communism. Back to you, Howard. Speaking of that, Mr. Announcer, coming in at number six on the Howard 100 list, I got to put this guy on there, Volodymyr Zelensky, who, uh, well, a couple of reasons I'm putting him on there. Number one, the President uh, Biden just uh, invited him to America because they're dicking around with giving money to the Ukraine. These people are yeah. brave. They're fighting these fucking Russians who are trying to, you know, never even mind the Russians. I mean, it's that Putin and uh, he's fucking the whole country up. And I think, you know, they're fighting the good fight, stopping this guy because he will expand. And I hope they give him the money. President Vladimir Oleksandrovich Zelensky. Right. What's that middle name? Oleksandrovich Volensky, the sixth president of Ukraine since 2019. Well, I'm putting him on the list at number six because the guy, when he was, a, he used to be a comedian and he played the piano with his penis. And I thought that was awesome. He was awesome. formerly a comedian and actor. Right. Anyway. This inspired Sal and Richard to play the xylophone with their penises this year, and I thought it was pretty great. Bit. Robin, I dedicate this to you, my love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> pretty good. Oh, pretty good. Very nice. Yeah. I look forward to the day that there's a free Ukraine and President Zelensky can go back to playing the yes. piano with his penis. That's yes. my hope. <laughs> Number five coming in on our list, Robin. This will shock you. We're down to the top five now. The top five on the Howard 100. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The Howard 100. Thank you, thank you. I got to be honest. This fucking list is wearing me out. I'm exhausted. It's a hard day's work. Number five, Prince five Harry. More. You can do oh. it, Howard. All right, yeah. Number five is Prince <laughs> Harry. Yes? Yeah. Um, we gave it to him because in his audio book, he told the story that uh, he told the whole world that the cream you put on your frostbitten penis reminds you of your dead mom. This is a real clip from his audio book. Nothing. This isn't anything we made. My penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. The last place I wanted to be was Frostnipistan. I've been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She'd urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mum used that on her lips, 
You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found a tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. Then I took a smidge and applied it down there. Way to go. I used to, uh... I used to rub a lot of shit on my Todger. Some of my mom's creams. I mean, anything. Really? I remember my mom. Yeah, my mom used Jergens lotion, and I remember rubbing that on my penis. Uh, Did when I started. it do something like make yeah. your mom's face pop up while you're doing yeah. that? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I remember, like the like when I first started jerking off, I thought that was the way to go, and then I realized I don't need I don't need Jergens lotion. <laughs> I think it was called Jergens because a lot of guys jerked off with it. Uh, I don't know. Coming in at number four, Robin, I think you'll agree with this. Jada Pinkett Smith. I figured she had to be up on the top somewhere. Yeah, she worked her way into our show, man. She went on every TV show in America and set her husband's dignity on fire. It was fucking unbelievable. I feel like you're a straight talker. I am. Except you're not sometimes. Yeah. Our marriage is not traditional in the sense of here we are, married but not. Would it be easier to go and find somebody else and have a more pleasing, more comfortable relationship? Maybe. He's learning how to suffer differently. Interesting. Yeah. How does that look? We've learned how to maneuver the, you know, physical world. And those rules of the 3D world don't apply to the inner world. Sitting at the Oscars, I did not walk in there as his wife. I'm walking out of here as your wife now. I didn't come in here as your wife. I'm leaving as your wife. I might not have walked in there as his wife, mm -hmm. but I left that night. As his wife. As his wife. Jesus. We, we are married, but we are not husband and wife. And, uh, We're not wife. traditional in the sense that uh, uh, mm. we are married, but we are not married. <laughs> uh, I hope she fucks great because that's a lot to put up with. But no, Well, I you think always she... tell me crazy fucks really well. She should yeah. be dynamite. <laughs> I bet she fucks like unbelievable. And she is good looking. Imagine I go somewhere, Jade is my wife. She goes, he is my husband, but I am not his wife. And I'll be like... When I walked in, he wasn't my husband. Yeah, I'll be like, well, you know what? She fucks great, and whatever she says, she goes, that's it. Coming in at number three, and this is controversial. I can see the newspapers are all over this. Coming in on the Howard Top 100 of the year is OJ. 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 OJ Simpson. Because it drives me fucking crazy how great life he's having. I mean, I'm going to remind you why OJ's on this list. Because you know he drives me nuts all fucking year. Here's OJ describing his typical week. Mondays, I it's kickback day for me. I mean, I'll play kickback. golf sometimes on Mondays. Tuesday is a total pay bills kickback. Wednesday, I play golf with a in a group uh it's about 40 or 50 golfers and on wednesday we'll probably have 15 or 20 of the guys thursday is i'm on the couch i'm a couch potato <laughs> uh uh i go out thursday nights uh friday i could be a bum on fridays uh saturday i play golf and i go out thursday <laughs> night and we, i go to cigar bar, cigar bar later on and have a cigar wow. but his store i mean normally i'm in bed by midnight how does that not drive everybody not why does how he does go he know when he kicks back because it all is kickback even the day that he pays bills he goes yeah. 
Tuesday's my day I pay bills and kickback. And also kickback. <laughs> like Monday, I, guess, I kick back. And yeah. Tuesday, I kick back. And Wednesday, I play golf and kick back. Golfing is kicking back. Well, sometimes I kick back from kicking back. Because if I kick back with golf, I might be a little sore. So I kick back from golf. Holy fuck. I mean... Uh, and Friday, I mean, he could be a bum. Am I the only one that goes, wait a second. Please don't. Don't. Okay. You're worried about Bud Light and transgender. Worry about that. He I mean, has, I he's it. in a group of 40 or 50 golfers. <laughs> and usually about 20 show up. He's there every time. <laughs> hey, OJ, how you doing? Ah, how you doing? Yeah, yeah we're going to play golf. Yeah. I was sitting home kicking back, and I figured, well, let me get out of the house. Because <laughs> Monday I kick back, Tuesday, bills and kick back, Wednesday, you know, kick back, we'll maybe go to the cigar bar. Thursday I'll kick back, Thursday Friday. I go out. I go oh, out. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, I kick back during the day, and then I go out to my yeah. favorite place. And then Saturday I'll kick back or play some golf. And then Sunday, I'll kill... Oh, I mean, uh, I won't kill anyone on Sunday. By the way, believe it or not, OJ still follows JD on Twitter. And he only follows wow. 50 people. He follows 50 people total. He, he follows you too, by the way. <laughs> he does? He follows me yeah. on Twitter? Say, did he drop you? No. I heard he, he followed you too. I didn't know that. I didn't even know, but I don't tweet. I don't. I'm. I'm. I know I'm supposed to. I'm like it's good for me to tweet and develop my following, but I don't care. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm beyond that at this point. I, I spend enough time doing this show. I, I'm not going to sit there. And Whoever's tweet. following you is following you. Oh, now. someone once said to me, "You know, you really have to develop your social media presence." I go, "Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not doing that." I'm not looking to work more. I'm looking to slow down. That's like telling your dentist, you know what you ought to do in your spare time? You ought to work on teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Why would I do that? Robin, coming in at number two, you'll be very happy. Believe it yeah. or not, it's you. You're number what? two. Well, because you're always there. You're always there oh. for me. You're always there for the show. And without you... I'd have to talk to Fred, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I keep you safe from Fred. Back you inspire great conversation. Just uh, th think about this. Here's uh, my my hate list that you inspired because you were conversing with me. Everything irritates me. I hate watching sports. I hate Elvis. I hate shout-outs. I hate when I see people in a hot tub. IMAX, I fucking hate IMAX. I hate balloons. I hate that they go into the ocean. I hate that they hurt the uh, sea life and birds and things. I hate being on a boat. I hate being in hotels. I hate leaving the house. I hate parades. I hate being pranked. I hate being around other famous people. I hate orchestrated fun. I hate candles. I hate candles. I hate candles. Firebongs outside now. I'm um, so angry at that Ozempic. I hate Ozempic. I hate people who wear one necklace. I hate reading. I hate the drawing of the COVID virus. I, I hate taking breaks. I hate that word graze. I hate to cook. I hate the radio hall of fame. I hate squirting porn. It looks like the woman's just peeing all over the place. I hate when people go, oh, he's woke. I hate when people worship anybody. I hate the shtick. I hate to burst everyone's bubble. I, I just hate the whole thing.
Yeah. Wow. I hate bursting bubbles. I do. And Robin, now this is embarrassing. You're wondering who number one on the list is. This has never happened before. I'm so ashamed. I'm, I'm a little self-conscious. But number one on the Howard 100 list is Howard Stern. <laughs> and you're saying why? Because you forget. I'm a hero. I saved my wife's life with an EpiPen. Yeah, I stabbed it into the bone in her hip instead of her thigh. But I, I was a hero this year. I saved a life. That's also, a first, because usually you run from adversity, and yeah. this time you hung in. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I've ever done anything heroic. <laughs> Robin's right. I always, every time I'm with Robin, I do cowardly things like run away when people are breaking the law. Here's our announcer to tell you how great I am. Go ahead. In honor of his heroism, ladies and gentlemen, please rise to honor our first Howard 100 winner, Howard Allen Stern. Also, I think I uh, I broke down barriers on the air by watching trans porn right here on the air. I I have a I still have. You watch trans porn? Yeah. Uh, you were off that day. Um, <laughs> also, I have uh, pretty much a full head of dark hair. I don't dye, my, dye or color my hair. No? And uh, in general, Luscious I'm just the national... Right. <laughs> I also take care of my mother, and I'm a national treasure. So, And I keep Fred employed and off the streets, which uh, all of America should thank me. So, Robin... Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And now to cap off our great uh, monumental show, the Howard 100 list that we got all the way through, I play you things I love for the first time in 2023. What? Yes, here is the list. I love arguing with people. I love Batman. I love college. I love secrets and I love fucking. I love a blowjob. I love a handjob. I love having sex with my wife. I just love my breakfast. I love gay rights. I love having a disease no one's ever heard of. I love a sheer shirt where you see the nips. I love hay now. I love my pets. I love peanut butter. I love real estate porn. I love rural places. I love scientists. I love interviewing men who have a big penis. I love nudity. I love the conspiracy theory. I love the FBI. I love going on a walk. I love Metamucil. They could put two guys fucking each other in the ass and I'm still going to eat that shit. I love when news people are comedians. Oh, I love my bed so much. I love radio. I love movies with zombies and titties and ass. Love all our fans. I love it. Wow. What a live. What a, what a show. I have no idea you express so much love in this yeah. show. I was uncomfortable hearing how much love I gave out this year. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you want to see the entire list of the Howard 100, of course, it's, oh, as always, on HowardStern.com. What an exciting list. Thanks to our announcer. Congratulations to all the winners. Yeah, especially me. And thank you, Mr. Announcer. You had a lot of interesting facts. Notice thank that you, when sir. You, when you uh, announced that I won, you played a clip of you. <laughs> Right. Absolutely, Robin. You inspired all of that great conversation. Oh, my goodness. You should be very proud of yourself, the way you brought and that out. did you know, Robin Quivers was born in Baltimore, Maryland. At 17, Quivers enrolled at a pre-nursing program at Maryland General Hospital. That's right. And went on to a, a, a distinguished military career as a captain. 
Did you know and that? she Mr. began her studies at the University of Maryland, Baltimore. Robin oh, yeah? Quivers. And do you know that after nursing school, she decided to go to a school to learn how to broadcast? Did you know that? She did, and she later met media broadcaster Howard Allen Stern at DC 101. All right. And do you know that originally... Oh, forget it. You seem to know everything. Yeah, I can't stump you. Uh, by the she way, has do excellent you know? triple G breasts. Right. Is it triple G? No. No. Yes. Yeah. Much smaller now. Triple G. Uh, triple G. Did, <laughs> did G. you know that I met Denise Oliver at that broadcasting school? I didn't know that. Ew. How and embarrassing that's for how her and we you. Wound up together. No, she oh. was she was there as a guest speaker. Oh, because oh, she that. was a major program director. Oh, thank God. By that uh, time, no, she wasn't a student. Oh, uh, I she thought she was, was a student. There. No, 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 no. She was there. I was as a like, guest. I had to listen to Denise, and she went to your broadcast school. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no, 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 no. She was already legendary. And by the uh, way, she came to speak at the school. To top off the day, really, because this is sort of a re- year in review, it is now time for JD's top five people of the year. So JD oh, has his own. JD list. has a list. Yeah, JD, who's in your top five people of the year? Go ahead. <laughs> I do. I have a. Li- I have a list. <laughs> Are you unprepared? Uh, I mean, no one told me that I had to do this. Uh, oh, oh, well, we just thought you'd be able to have a top five. Uh, right uh, at the, who uh, are your top five people? Come on. Uh, uh, number five. Ha- oh, number five? Uh, well, can I start with one? Can I start with one? No, start with number no. five. Uh, uh, <laughs> I bet four, I'll bet, I'll, uh, I'll bet there's four, four of them are porn stars, but let's see. All right. No. <laughs> Probably be Joe Burrow or something, but uh, number... there, there you go, Joe Burrow. There you go. Number Joe five Burrow, is Joe five. Burrow. Okay, huh? Sure. Uh, and you, Joey Vado, Mr. announcer. Is... Oh, so say that again. <laughs> Joey Votto, Cincinnati Red, uh, number four. <laughs> Joey who? Votto. Joey Votto. Demi Lovato. Um, no, no, Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey might... Lovato. No, shut up. <laughs> Um, is that somebody on your fantasy football team or something? Well, no, well, no, well, no. He he's on. He was on the Cincinnati Reds. He's a he's a legendary Cincinnati Red. He might not be on the Reds next year. But let's uh, go to the announcer for some facts about Joey Votto. Joey Votto, Mister Announcer. While we will not be giving facts about Joey Votto, I will say, born in Fairborn, Ohio, Jamie Daniel, Jamie Harmeyer, is Howard Stern's media producer. Take it away, J.D. Harmeyer. All right. Number three, J.D. Number three. Uh, 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 um, Christ, I... Is it, is it people who affected me or like the show? Well, I guess your top about. five? Like I just did. Uh, I did top one hundred. Uh, I'll say Travis Kelsey because he's uh, pretty good on my fantasy team. <laughs> he's okay. dating Taylor Swift, so I'll Number say uh, Travis Kelsey. Number two. Uh, uh, shit. Um, uh, uh, Ronnie Munn. Ronnie Munn. Ronnie Munn. Why? Yeah, he had a big year. He got married this year. Uh, you know. Mm. Oh wow! And then okay. obviously, and obviously, number one, <laughs> Howard Stern. Howard Stern. 
Oh, wow. Person who em- the person who employs me. And, a smart uh, man. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> yes. I can't believe John Hine didn't make the list. Robin. No John Hine. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Great. No. Yeah. That's all I need now. Uh, all right. JD's top five. Very <laughs> good. Thank you, JD. Waiting for By John way, Hine's text now. <laughs> as long as we're uh, closing out 2023 on today's show, and Wednesday we have the big musical show where uh, many great guest yeah. artists are going to come in and honor some of the people we lost, uh, I thought I'd end the show appropriately by contacting the dead. Because I know people love that. And uh, like Sal, I'm able to contact the dead. And so today, from heaven, someone to recap, two people I've called on upon the dead to recap 2023 in a way that's meaningful. Because so much happened this year. And isn't it shocking when I review 2023 on the show how much you forgot about? Yes. So I don't want to. So. We got a couple of our favorite dead comedians, Norm MacDonald and Joan Rivers, coming by from the afterlife to talk about the biggest stories of 2023. Norm, Joan, are you in the beyond? Are you there? Um, yeah, I wait. Oh, quiet. It hurts every time. Norm. Oh, made it through. Here we are. Norm, Joan. How are you, Charlie? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I don't hear Norm. Is he there with you? Who needs him? That is fucking mute. God damn it. Yeah, I'm here in the flesh, Howard. How's everybody doing? Jesus Christ. You'd think I'd be a professional after all these years. Good God. Hey, Norm, Joan, great to uh, hear your voices. Uh, Norm, buddy, how you been, pal? I'll tell you what, Howard, you know, uh, other than being a uh, maggot-infested corpse, uh, I'm doing great, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Uh, my body is in a hole in the ground somewhere, uh, chock full of larvae. But, uh, but hey, at least I get to be here on the radio. Let's do it. Woo-hoo. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Joan, uh, Norm, I, Joan, you look beautiful as ever. I, I, I thank you for being oh, here. And cut the shit. Maybe if you just stop lying, that schnoz of yours will stop growing. <laughs> now, you know, I have to tell you, I, I used to talk. I'm hideous. Oh, God. I'm the only woman who got more attractive after decomposing for a decade. <laughs> well, I wasn't lying. I think you look fabulous. And uh, I know your shtick is to put yourself down, but uh, I think you look beautiful. Norm, Thank you, you know. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's been a crazy year. Uh, the biggest story, of course, was the fighting between Israel and Hamas. Right, Norm? Israel and Hamas? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, Howard. You know, it's uh, it's a really uh, bloody, violent war. Uh, you know, they uh, call that in the Middle East? Uh, Tuesday. Oh. Uh, oh. That's, uh, Tuesday. Right. I mean, have you seen Gaza? I haven't. I haven't seen a barren, destroyed wasteland like that since my last pap smear. Oh, well, God. let me tell you something, Joan. Uh, politics here on Earth are crazier than, than they've ever been, really. Oh, of course. And Donald Trump. Can we talk? Donald Trump, he should be locked up tighter than his wife in a shipping container. It's just... Well, you know, listen, that's uh, controversial. The country's very split on these things. And then the, and, and then there was the Canadian wildfires over the summer. You remember that, Joan? Oh, sure. God, the air was so dry and toxic. People kept asking me if I queefed. 
Yes. <laughs> I, you have a joke for everything. That's what, uh, Norm, she has a joke for everything. It's unbelievable. Yeah, right? she does. Yeah, she's she's the best. a professional comedian. Uh, what about TV? Do you guys keep up with TV at all? The Golden Bachelor. That was a big thing this oh. year. Big hit. A dating oh, show. Yeah. Please, Howard. That thing is disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, if I wanted to see a wrinkled old fossil bag for sex, I'd look in a mirror. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I got a, I got a question about this show. You know, hey, where do these old farts uh, put the final rose on top of a fucking casket? I mean, good <laughs> lord! I know. And I, I mean, I've, se- I have seen a less depressing version of the go- the Golden Bachelor. It's called The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, yeah. Well, all right, you two. And Norm, what did you think of this uh, strike, the WGA strike? The writers were worried about getting replaced by AI. Well, you know, Howard, uh, it's what I call a uh, slippery slope, you know, because, um, you know, first you're letting robots write, you know, and uh, next thing, you know, you're uh, you're going to do something crazy like uh, hire broads. Oh, fuck off. Oh, can we? Oh, please. Fuck. I have more talent in my little finger than you do in your whole dick. Uh, and they're the same size. Uh, come on, come on, come on. Uh, calm down there, your old battle axe. I'm just joking, you know? You yeah. see, though, if, uh, if she was a man, I wouldn't have to explain that. <laughs> oh, please. You Canadian Frankenstein, go blow a moose or something. How dare All right, you. come on. I didn't bring you guys. How dare you? I, you, you guys. Uh, I want to stay with the news of 2023. Taylor Swift yeah. is the biggest star on the planet now, and now she's dating Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. Comment on that. You know I, I say good for Travis for getting most MVP. That is the most valuable pussy. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, yeah, not since uh, Colin Kaepernick has someone brought more attention to the NFL for getting on their knees. Oh, Oh, God. He's lucky. You know what? He's lucky he landed Taylor before the CTE kicks in. Oh, God. Let me tell you. He's, no. Robert, he's one tackle to the head away from having first down syndrome. He is. Well, I love, I love having a, Joan, that's not nice. You know that. Stop that. What's the matter with you? I got more coming. Oh, all right. Well. She uh, can be brutal. She still is. Yeah, she's brutal. No. I mean, oh, please. You're right. You know, you're right. I, I am mean. I am mean. I mean, where do I get off? I'm just, I'm so old. The, you know, the last chief I fucked was Sitting Bull. What can I tell you? <laughs> and, and, and I'm ugly, too. I'm so ugly. God, I'm so ugly. When football players run a train on me, uh, they call it tossing around the old pig skin. Oh, God. oh, Joan, Joan, Joan. Oh, by the way, Stop it. Joan, go ahead. I'm sorry, Joan. How, how, you know, I just want to say, I want to say I am so, so sorry that Beth has to fuck you. Oh, my God. Oh, oh Joan, no, come on. No, can we joke? There aren't enough foster kittens in the world to make you fuckable. Oh, I mean, Joan, what happened? We no, were such please, friends when you were alive. I'm not saying, no, no, I'm not saying she's say she's faking her period now to get out of sex no but she hasn't stopped bleeding since the obama administration a oh. woman has bled like that since nicole brown simpson all right uh, mean, yeah. uh, wow uh, too, uh, soon, uh, too soon yeah, no, Who's not it? at all, Joan. Uh, keep firing out. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, Nicole, you know, uh, the only football player who had a better year uh, than uh, Travis Kelsey in uh, 2023 
was O.J. Yeah. Simpson in 1995. Yeah, yeah. well, I'll tell you what. I, hey, Norm, I, you bring up a good point when you mention O.J. Simpson. You got fired from Saturday Night Live for making fun of O.J., and now he's on podcasts talking about living it up and getting laid. I mean, that's got to upset you, right? It's fucking disgusting, Aaron. You know, I'll tell you what. You know, I was the first person to get canceled for being anti-murder. Go figure. You right. know, though, I, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I got to say that uh, that OJ, you know, he spends a lot of time uh, golfing now. You know, you see that? You know, yeah, it's uh, nice to see him uh, putting white things in holes instead of putting holes in white things. And, uh, you know, by holes, I mean with a jagged knife. Well, that's, I mean, I'm going to move on. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. That's a, you remember that's a that, crazy that brutal joke. double murder? That's a crazy joke there, uh, Norm. But uh, then again, what can I say? Not a lot of laughs coming from that. Uh, Come on, that corner. (laughs) All right, let's move off OJ. Talk about the war in Ukraine. That's still going on. Did you know that, Joan? Oh, of course. Did you know that the president of Ukraine can play the piano with his penis? Oh, you know what? I let him play chopsticks on my vulva any day. You're attracted to him? You like him? Oh, yes. I love musicians. (laughs) Hey, uh, hey, uh, you ever think about the uh, fact that the war in Ukraine is uh, still raging? You know, the thousands of people have died, but uh, O.J. Simpson can still get a rock hard boner. Yeah, it's not, uh, not really a joke, just something I'm <laughs> pondering here for eternity. You know? All right. That's pretty bleak. Let's end on a high note. Who well, who any exciting new arrivals in heaven that you've met? Well, you know, Howard, we just got this new angel. And, and this guy's a real piece of work. I, he looks he looks just like you. In fact, he said he used to be a stylist. Oh, That's yeah. God, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's a, a gayish fella. You know, he's got this uh, berry on his face that uh, that's so big, it's got its own halo. Well, I'm glad <laughs> that you're talking about it. That means Ralph made it to heaven, and I'm really glad yeah. that he's still there. That's very, very nice. What can I tell you? Yeah, he's giving me fashion hints soon. Oh, can, wait a second! I have a consult. I just, uh, yeah, I just got a, uh, I just got a text, you know, from uh, from Jesus, you know, the Almighty. Uh, let me, yeah. let me, uh, let me see what it says here. It says, uh, 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 "Heads up, uh, the new guy just puked in the washing machine, and now he won't <laughs> leave my cloud." That's Ralph. That sounds like Ralph to me. You tell him I said hello. All right, listen, you two. Thank Ralph. you. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by. I'm not cleaning that up. Bye, Howard. Bye, Howard. Bye, 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 Norm. Bye, Norm. Bye, Joan. Very nice. What a way to end 2023 with uh, a roundup to Howard 100 and Norm and Joan doing their thing. I tell you, what a show. Jam-packed today. Still as funny as ever. There you go. They still have it. Controversial. Bunch of stuff we were supposed to talk about. Well, we'll get to it all tomorrow. I mean, uh, there's so much going on. This guy's been calling me, Michael. Remember Michael, the uh, guy who's a firefighter? He's gay, and he said uh, oh, he's yeah, in touch. Yeah. He's in touch with George Santos. Let's end uh-huh. up with him, Michael. How you doing, man? I'm awesome, thank you. How are you? All right. What's well, your story? It's kind of a dumb question now that I think about it. Pardon me. I'm, I'm sorry, Howard. Forgive me. I'm okay. Go ahead, Michael. Um, yeah, I was calling to. Um, yeah, I developed a weird friendship of, of sorts with um, with George Santos, and he's been very, very supportive um, the last few months. And I, I want to tell you about it, but but of course, I I want 
I wanted to please accept my condolences on on the loss of uh, loss of your friend. He was a, he was a, a big very nice of you. Your life. No. Uh, what about but, George Santos though? You, you are you in touch with him now? I am actually, and I'll tell you, it's the weirdest thing. He he said to me maybe two weeks ago. He said uh, he said Michael three years ago you and I were opponents, and now we're, you're the only person I talk to in politics who doesn't uh, insult me and berate me. And it's true, but that it's mostly because I've been very, very sick the last two years, and he's been uh, weirdly supportive of you know along my journey. He calls me all the time to see how I'm doing, and it's a little bit inexplicable because, well, because of, of who he is. But he's been he's been weirdly kind to me during the last two years. Yeah, you always said that, but uh, now that he's not in Congress anymore, I mean. First of all, maybe he just wants to get, you know, maybe he wants to get down with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what what my husband said also. And he pointed you at. He said he said, "Listen, I think I think Howard's right. I think um, you know, George has has a, a motive here." But I, I don't I don't think so. I, I don't mean to be so crude, but he's a heavy guy, and I'm not a heavy guy, and I think... Yeah, but I mean, maybe he's attracted to you. I didn't say you were attracted to him. Maybe that's his... I mean, I don't know. Did he ask you for your bank routing number or anything? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't get him anywhere right now. I'm broke. (laughs) So what's he... Well, I know he's making cameos. Did you see that? No. What? uh, You're kidding. He he signed up with Cameo, and he's been (laughs) making cameos. I'm like, who's calling, and what is he charging? By the way, um, what's his status now? I mean, is he up on charges or like, does he have to go to court? What's the deal, Robin? Well, there sure. are a couple of cases and he was expelled from right, I know that. Congress. Yeah. So right. he's not. There's going to be a special election to fill his seat. And so but he what won't be the- coming back to Congress. And there are a couple of there's charges that he's misused campaign funds. So and what all happens that with stuff. that? Well, you know, things take their time moving through the courts. Just because you've been charged doesn't mean you'll be in court the next day. They're Here's still investigating him as well. George Santos well, says uh, he's making more money from Cameo than he did in Congress. That's what he's claiming. Now, do you believe him? I don't know. No. Why would you believe anything he says? <laughs> right. Well, well, I I can explain a little bit about what's going on in the legal sense because if this is, you know, what, what, I, what I do for a living. He's but he's he's being prosecuted by the, the federal authorities on Long Island, but where there's always been a, a big disconnect, and I'm I'm so glad that you picked up on on me today, and we can talk about it. There's a world of difference between bad acts and criminal offenses, and especially criminal offenses that can be prosecuted in federal court, and that's where there's been a disconnect in the media. Yes, he committed lots and lots of bad acts, but that doesn't necessarily mean federal crimes, and the federal crimes that he's charged with are really they're pulling at threads in the hopes that it'll come together. So, for instance, his treasurer said that he um, that he, he made a six. His treasurer was convicted in um, for filing a, a false report or quarterly reports. The reason that she allegedly did this is because she wanted it to look like George had more money in the bank and he was a viable candidate. So that's that's what he's charged with in federal court, and it, it's not really such a serious offense. But they can't go after him for lying on his resume, and they can't go after him for saying that he attended a college when he didn't. So they're trying to, to pull threads together and find a, a way to convict him. 
Well, they're probably but looking what about at using campaign funds for Botox and, yeah. you know, other kinds of things like that. That's a, well, usually that's prosecuted by the Federal Election Commission and it gets a, and it gets a fine of $250. All I know is here's a fact. Prices. Santos faces 23 felony charges and 22 years in federal prison. So he must have done something there. Yeah. Him up. Well, he is in front of Judge Saber, who's a. He's, he's in front of a, a tough judge on Long Island, and, and I'm actually pleased because that, that cuts both ways. She, uh, she's a real stickler, and she's a very, very good judge. So do I think that he might spend some, some time in prison? Yeah, yeah, he, prob- he probably will. It won't be what, any more than six months to a year, but he might spend mm. some time. And by the way, even though he's been... Why do people say that? Me? Why do people say, hey, the guy faces 23 felony charges and 22 years in federal prison, but he probably won't do more than, you know... do six months. Six months. I never. I don't understand the legal system. I, I don't know why everything takes so long. It's, what? It's a cheap way to, to write an article and people are lazy. It's just a throwaway line. And by the way, I almost forgot. There was something I wanted to say to you earlier, and it, it almost slipped my mind, but it's so important. You were you were mentioning that it's a, it's frustrating when uh, newspaper articles put in your your age for no reason whatsoever. I think it'd be great instead of including someone's age in a newspaper article. If the reporter puts in the person's weight, their weight, I don't care how old someone is, their weight. Like so, it's an article about Chris like or an article about Howard Stern. <laughs> include their, yeah. or, or excuse me, about Donald Trump. Include their weight. I don't, I don't care about their. I age. think that's great. You know, you're right. Why limit it to someone's age? Okay, like if if there's an article, like okay, Howard Stern, sixty nine years old, one hundred ninety five pounds. Exactly. How are they going to find your weight? Well, they ha- you'll have to uh, you'll have to announce it every day, and so they can they can get it. <laughs> they know these things. I love that, Michael. That's a good idea. All right, hey, Michael, I got to get out of here. You. I've done too long a show already. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for everything. And, and the charge is Santos has been charged with collecting more than twenty thousand dollars in unemployment payments when he was in fact employed. There's a whole bunch of stuff that. Wow. Yeah. And that, that shows you how how. How deep in the weeds they're going to prosecute him. And by the way, that's breaking the law. Yes, that that is. And it, Michael, and it, why is everybody? Let, let, let me read you a fact. Prosecutors in the mm-hmm. Eastern District of New York say Santos stole from donors using their credit cards without authorization. That's a legitimate thing. I mean, I don't yes. think that's just 100 percent. And I read, the, I read the six months. Well, I, I've read the accusatory instrument three times, and it's about fifty pages. I'm, I'm, where, where you're one hundred percent right. That is a legitimate crime, but it's it's so hard to find it. I, I'm I'm having difficulty, and I, and I'm pretty right. I'm pretty good at this stuff. But by the way, let me just say this because I don't want to get hit. I got hit with so much hate mail, and and the last time I was on on the show, uh, hackers brought down brought down my website, and they made my life miserable. If he broke the law, he should be held accountable. Absolutely. Let me ask you, not what's going on yeah. with you and Santos? Is, is he, is he, he's, he's not paying you to call in, is he? <laughs> no, no. Um, right. And right, I'm not, I'm, as I said, he should be held accountable if, he, if he's broken the law, 100%. All right. Um, yes. All right, all right, Mike. Let's leave it at that. I, I'm not sure what's going yeah. on here. Okay, Michael, thank you. I hope you feel Thanks better. Thank you so much. All thank right. you, buddy. Bye bye. Michael, you're not George Santos. Oh, there he hung up. (laughs) Can uh, Santos change his voice? (laughs) I don't know. I think Michael might be George Santos. I don't know. (laughs) Well, 
you know, you come up with all those charges and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, he did that. And if he did that, that was wrong. But before that, it was like they're pulling at threads. They're pulling at threads. I know. Well, that's the new thing. People do really bad shit and they go, is it really that bad? I mean, you know, I don't know. Hey, whatever. What do I know? I don't want to get into it. I've had a long morning. I'm just trying to entertain people with the Howard 100. Go ahead. Go to HowardStern.com. You can see the list of Howard 100, the 100 people who influenced the show. Uh, Wednesday, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Wednesday is Remembering Legends. Howard Stern presents the Remembering of Legends, a holiday gift for all our fans. We celebrate iconic musicians who we've recently lost with performances by Marin Morris, Charlie Puth, Adam Levine, Dave Matthews. That should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing those people. And Carol of the Balls, if you want to see it on video, it was funny on the radio, but on video is very, very special. You'll see Sal and Richard going at the Carol of the Balls, full on 69ing with um, the Howard Stern section of the Sirius XM app. Tomorrow, who knows? We think Pat Monahan might stop by with a Ralphie tribute. You never know. Written Fred by wrote, Fred. Written by Fred. And... uh I'm, I'm going to make a suggestion next year. Let's just do the Howard top three. Let's, uh, let's go through the whole hundred. It was a lot of, it was very draining for me and I had a lot of stuff to get to. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.